Now, if they had just, if the first Jewish mom that's, that said, hey, you should take this down mm-hmm. to the principal or to the ACL, if they had just been like, oh, yeah, you're right, and just taken it down, what would the reaction have been? I don't think anyone would have ever noticed. It seems like you're probably I right. Really That's what I feel like, I don't think that it would have been a big deal because I don't think anyone knew it was there. <laughs> I think that people, once they found out, were like, oh, well, she's an atheist and I don't agree with atheism. I'm but outraged about this thing I just found it out about. It nothing to do with atheism. Like, yeah. I wasn't saying I want an atheist creed put up that says that no one believes in God in its place. Like, no, it never happened. We're church and state and we need to separate um, okay, it's starting. Hey, Nick. Oh, hey, buddy. Um, hey, help me do my introduction for a podcast first. Okay. Hi, I'm Ari Shafir. This is Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Um, I'm here with Nick Yusuf. We're driving back from... San Francisco, California. Yeah. We <laughs> already forgot, and we're, we're only four miles away. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that fucking gummy thing snuck up on me. Oh, you ate that it? That guy gave me. Oh. It didn't hit me all at once, and then it, it, then it did later. All through the festival later, I was kind of... Kind oh, of it's a game. On. Yeah. Oh didn't hit me until way later though like midway through the game like sixth seventh inning oh wow um so hey nick let me tell you about today's episode okay please do have you ever heard of jessica alquist uh no I don't, way no i don't way. think i know I who she it. is i doubt it she she well in that is, case yes <laughs> <laughs> she wants she, she's my guest on this week's orange for a skeptic thing okay. um she's this she's 18 now but uh she and she was 16 she uh sued her school Whoa. To take down a prayer banner. Oh, I know about this girl. You do, really? Or at least someone's done this before. Why? What What? What did you hear? Um, that someone sued their school to have uh, them take down a like a plaque or something out front that had, like, In God We Trust or something religious. Yeah. And her and her family, like, sued to have it taken down. Yeah. I, th- I wonder if that was her. I wonder. Yeah, she had this whole court case and the ACLU got her side. It was kind of kind of crazy wow. for someone to just sort of step up and be like no I don't think this is right we're supposed to not have this and have them go no you're being stupid and she goes no I think this is a pretty clear cut case you shouldn't have that in the school it was just yeah. like it's a she, constitutional thing yeah she and they're like deal with you it. have detention yeah well that's what she said she was She was like it just seems so obvious like this is the way it should be done yeah you have to take it down just take it down what are, what are you arguing just take it down <laughs> um, anyway so she came from Rhode Island with her boyfriend, who looks exactly like Lucas Hurl. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked the guy instantly. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't figure out why. And then I was like, oh, you seem so much like Lucas. And I didn't even know him, this guy, but I was like, I just liked him. Because you associate him with yeah, a, a nice guy him. that you like. Uh-huh. Has a similar like voice pattern and face. Yeah. It's good enough. I'm like, all right, you're great. No harm. No harm, Lucas. That's what they should call Lucas Hurl from now on. See, even judging people's physical appearance can actually be a good thing, too. Judging there? Yeah. What do you, you know, you go, oh, don't judge people's physical appearance. Like, someone's ugly. That means, like, you shouldn't talk to them. Or Oh, right, right. But in this case, it was like a plus. Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But, um, hey, I have a sponsor to talk about first. Do you know anything about Squarespace? 
Uh, no, but I'd like to know more about Squarespace, all right? <laughs> um, oh, great. Well, Squarespace is a... Um, do you have a website, Nick? I don't. Why don't you have a website? Because um, I, I just tried to get a couple done, like as favors, because it's way cheaper that way. And then they got started, and I then never they, finished. And they just were never finished. I did with Marsha Newmeyer. She yeah. just kept waiting and waiting. I paid her. Yeah. And she never got it done. Anyways, yeah, I, mean, I get by, I guess, with like Twitter and Facebook pages. No, you and, need a website. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Put up your shit there, your what your web address. It's just videos. You yeah. need a site. You need a site, dude. What are we, fucking 1991? I know, man. You need a site. I know. Anyway, can Squarespace help me out? Yes, it can. It absolutely okay. can. If you go to squarespace.com slash Ari, mm-hmm. which is me, um, then they can help you build a website. It's super easy. It has like, you ever build, you ever build anything online with HTML? I've never done that, no. Even MySpace? No, I've MySpace? maybe, I added a banner on there once. Yeah. Well, it's all that shit, but way easier to do it. Okay. And so they have like formats and stuff you can set up, drag and drop. You can make like, um, uh, what's it called when you have all your photos together? Albums. Uh, an album. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, it's tons of shit. She walked me through it once to like make it. It's super easy. Okay. So uh, if you go to squarespace.com slash Ari, and there's an offer code skeptic, S-K-E-P-T-I-C, then you get 10% off a new domain name. And they have uh, customer service and no phones or people from India talking. Uh, so it's all American customer service. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. Turns out they won an award. It's I read this their their ad once and it said award winning customer service. I was like, how do you get an award for customer service? And one of them wrote me like, you do get an award. It's called like the Charlie or something. I forget what it really? is. Really? Yeah, I think it should be called the Helpy. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, who's Charlie? Who the fuck is Charlie? That's exactly what everybody's thinking, Nick. <laughs> You know what I'm thinking? What? Is that I got to go to squarespace.com forward slash Ari <laughs> yeah. and get me a website. Yeah. Do it, dude. You got to. <laughs> no, I really, I'm going to look into it. You should. You really need a website. I know, I do. You're ridiculous. Dude, believe me, You're I a know. fucking young comic, too. You're part of the second. I know. Like, if you're Bobby Slayton, I can see you're not getting a sp- uh, fucking yeah. website. He but... probably still has a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> David Tell still uses a flip phone. Wow. He has an iPhone, but he doesn't use it. He just uses a flip. <laughs> That's what you're doing by not having a website. Yeah, I'm having the, the flip anyway, phone of websites. To, yeah, go Twitter. to squarespace.com. But, um, uh, hey, and let me say some dates real quick, too. August 22nd and 23rd, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. Yeah, I'm doing um, Zanies. Have you ever done that with Bobby? No, no. Uh, it's a pretty cool club. It's got the best balcony in comedy. They have a really low balcony. Like, you have to almost crouch your head. Oh, for the audience. Yeah, to stand up there. Oh, okay. So that makes the whole ceiling not super high. Yeah, enough with like cathedral comedy clubs. Nobody needs it. Nobody no one needs need, it. Yeah. No one needs like. A Are you giant... listening, to comedy club architects? My <laughs> <laughs> is that my target market? Um, they call them hawk techs. They don't really. Um, so I'll be in Nashville, and then next month I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, Calgary, and then we're still and uh, San Francisco again. And you're going to be here too the same week with Jonah Ray. Yeah, yeah. At Punchline, me and Joey will be at Cobbs. Um, you have any dates coming up? Uh, the one you just mentioned, mid-October at Punchline, and then you just got uh, booked fucking an hour ago. Yeah, I literally less an than hour an hour ago. ago. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, fresh booking. Uh, That's me cool. and me and Jenna Ray, October tenth, eleventh, twelfth at Punchline, and then uh, the next. This weekend, one will be out today. Okay. 
It will really? Yeah. Oh wow. We're doing an introduction, so it's 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 my Monday podcast. Okay. And then uh, the following week, October or whatever. 18th. What about this? What about sept- August or September? I don't. That's have... Two months from now, no one's going to remember it. Oh, you're right. I don't think I have anything in September. Nothing. As of right now, no. Don't you have August 27th? Don't you have that storyteller show at the Village Underground in New York? No, that might be you though. Oh yeah, <laughs> August 27th, the Village Underground. Five dollar tickets, everybody. All the all the money. I told Bobby because this is how much different they think of in, in uh, New York. Yeah. Oh, I do LA. have another date. Oh yeah, what is I it? I told next week. <laughs> when is that? Next week I'm at Helium in uh, Portland, Portland, Oregon, with Bobby Reed, with, with the very talented uh, North Korean we know as Bobby Lee. Yeah. Oh, isn't it interesting how yeah. the enemies of the states uh-huh. team up together? Yep. Wait, that's me. Yep. The Hold Korean on, no. And the fucking <laughs> Love the Lebanese. whatever you are. The Amer- Amer- American loving Lebanese. Um, isn't it interesting how you get together for a week on the road so you can discuss your plots? <laughs> to tell jokes. You got it. Um, oh, that'll be cool. You were <laughs> yeah. in Portland with Bobby Lee. All right, so go to go see him. When is that? What's the date? That is uh, next week. Hold on. Middle of August. 19th. It is... Uh, the 19th weekend. August 15th, 16th, and 17th. Oh, it's off. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit off. Um, oh, that'll be really cool. Portland was fun. And they got a weird town there, too. It's all... I think there's no zoning, really. Like there isn't. The, so, like, yeah. the strip clubs are literally everywhere. Yeah, but I think that extends the fact that you can have a strip club next to a pharmacy. Yeah. Next to a fucking... Uh, I don't know restaurant there's, there's one street in like the southwest district yeah. where it's like there's a church and right across the street is a strip club yeah and I'm like I like this town <laughs> yeah I think the zoning extends to the people and their fashion too yeah you'll see somebody with fucking Mickey Mouse ears uh-huh. floral you know May West skirt yeah uh, that and, guy's the mayor yeah and then you'll <laughs> see someone else with a suit top tie and then short shorts yeah uh, and knee high socks and just like everyone's just like not wear things wear things there's no order or yeah, it's like someone it. just dumped glue on their body and ran through like an army surplus <laughs> store, and they're like, "That's it, that's what I'm wearing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Portland, man. I could see going there too. It's so fun. If I could get enough spots there, I could see going to Portland. That's a cool city. Everyone leave you alone there. Um, hey, so do you remember any time that you have stuck up for yourself at at, a, at your school? At my school. Um, when did you stand up to school ever? Did you ever get in trouble? I oh I got in trouble oh I thought I, like stood up for some like myself during a fight yeah I, I got in trouble all the time growing up um, let's see I remember once and I wasn't really standing up for anything because it was totally my fault but yeah. that was never a reason not to do it when I was growing up like it's my fault I'm gonna get even more stubborn about it I was in ninth grade um, wait let's just do this at the end I realize my my intro is going long now. Oh, this is all part of the intro. Still. This is all part of the intro. I think you're just going to cut that out. So we'll later wrap on. it up. We'll wrap it up <laughs> after this episode with Jessica Alquist, uh, and then uh, and then we'll hear what you did in ninth grade to get in trouble. Okay. We'll trade trouble and school stories. In the meantime, I'm going to go to squarespace.com forward slash r. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have T-shirts, you guys. Skeptic Tank T-shirts. If you go to my merch store online, and uh, oh, and my storytelling show. We got two weeks left. Three weeks left. The Walsh brothers still to come. Jackie Clark, and then one more story of mine every Tuesday. You know what they're giving me? What they're telling me uh, to uh, on October, August twenty seventh, the day that the last when my storyteller show is in New York, and the day the last this is not happening one airs on on Comedy Central. Comedy Central's YouTube page. Yeah. Um, 
they're letting me take over the Comedy Central Twitter account. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And I'll have a bunch of interviews set up. Uh, I think the Chive or other things like that. I might be going to ONA, but doing a bunch of other stuff. And I want to do it all on mushrooms. That was my idea. Wow. I asked Eric, I'm like, can I just, what would you say about me doing all this on mushrooms? I'll set some alarms through my, my clock. I like, remember to do this. Remember to call in this place. And then if he says no, go, okay, I will do it and not tell I you I think then. it's a cool idea. Why not? Take like, <laughs> I think you should. Take like two grams. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. And then it's it's a decent amount. Okay. And then just go through my day and hopefully I'll come down by the time my Village Underground show is. Even if I'm not, I'll just take a subway there. I don't have to drive. Yeah. I can host a show high. I have shows, hosted that show on Mushrooms before in Montreal. <laughs> the Shroom Fest show. And only me and Dan Soder took the Mushrooms. Wow. Anyway, August 27th, big day for Ari. Uh, what should we call the episode, Nick? So it's all about this girl, Jessica Alquist. She's a fucking freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. Not really, but she's a fucking atheist who just fought against uh, separation, fought for separation of church and states, pretty much. Uh, what she felt was right. I wonder what should I call the episode. Yeah, I don't know. Let me think. I always try to think of these beforehand, but then I rarely do. And then you think about them on air. <laughs> I think it's Skeptic Tank 127, and then it would be Jessica Alquist in... Jessica um, Alquist. She... I can't call it Fuck Christians. No. Because YouTube, I think YouTube will take that. Hooray not for YouTube. Atheism? Uh, no, because it's not about that. It's just about the court case and just winning, beating her school. Um, or Ray Rhode Island? Some with Rhode Island? Uh, once Maybe. I made a whole list of stuff that I wanted to name it <laughs> through the and then was, you went, what happened to that the, list for the miscarriage episode I read oh. them all I read them all I thought of it on a plane when I was recording and I read them oh. all it was like womb of doom is what I called it that's a good one but I was like um, um, uh, oh man I forgot all the, all the other ones go back and listen to it if you're okay. here um, anyway fuck what the hell should I call it man um, she was cool too they were cool we talked for like three hours it was like a really good one she kept going and going and she just turned 18 just turned 18 wow um boyfriend in case you're asking um uh, uh so what the fuck did she do she stood up for herself it's kind of like a fucking Rosa Parks situation yeah except she's white maybe maybe it'll call, be called the episode will be called uh Ari Shavir's episode 127 uh the Rosa Parks of white high school students <laughs> with Jessica Alquist yeah that's a good one I like that. It won't fit in there, but fuck it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thanks, Nick. You're welcome. And when we come back at the end, you'll tell me some stories of how you got in trouble in high school. Okay. And then you'll do my podcast soon. Yeah. Meaning later on this, in this drive home. <laughs> I'll air, I'll air miles it in like down five weeks. Five. Yeah, I'll air it before your October shows. That's what I'll okay. do. Um, And you have a podcast too now, right? Yeah. Coming soon? Starting one uh, very soon with Kevin Christie. With Kevo Christo. Yeah. Who designed my uh, cover to my album very talented artist that dude vinyls available now at chill.com along with the new special and the vinyls look amazing i should show them to you oh yeah i'll bet yeah with the big artwork like that yeah it looks so fucking cool yeah he's gonna do some artwork for ours it's gonna be awesome oh really oh yeah i bet i bet no what he'll definitely do it he did dean del rey's too yeah man he's so good at that that type of illustration stuff yeah he's so good at it it's like comic book ish but also realistic Yeah, and it just looks like like punk rock album cover yeah. style. It's really He did good. one of the Kings, Kings of Leon ones. He did, yeah. That's cool. He was bemoaning the loss of album art because of uh, iTunes. Like, no one cares. You know what? I got to do this episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shavir, Skeptic, episode 127, I think. I got it wrong last week. 
the Rosa Parks of white high school students, white atheist high school students. <laughs> it's got longer. <laughs> yeah, the Rosa Parks of white atheist high school sophomores uh, with Jessica Alquist um, and her boyfriend. It looks like Lucas and Earl. Her boyfriend looks like Lucas Earl. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all right, just gonna say episode one twenty seven. The Rosa Parks of white high school atheist sophomores with just and her and boyfriends that look like Lucas Earl with just. It's Jessica Hawkwood and Ari Shafir. Enjoy. Um, yeah, I moved. It's fun. It's super fun here. I do a lot of stand-up spots. But I don't really know anybody yet. I, know, I mean, I know a few people, but I'm not like, really good friends with anybody yet. Is it better than LA? Man, everybody wants to ask that. I'd rather just say there's two cool cities. Yeah. Why make it a contest? <laughs> uh, I have no idea, though. Well, what's the biggest difference in the people? Like, in the people? people well, there's way, they're way more on top of you here. In LA, everybody's... The only people take buses are Mexicans. Or really poor people. Um, we call the Mexicans there because they're Mexican. It took me time to get used to that. It's not a racial slur there. It's because they're all Mexican there. Yeah. There's like a very small percentage of non-Mexican Latinos there. But um, uh, yeah, here everyone takes public transportation. So everyone's like on top of each other's walking. There's no walking in LA. Mm-hmm. I will circle around for a while, for like 10 minutes to not park more than two blocks away in LA. But here my closest subway stop is like seven blocks away and it's just like oh fine we were actually in LA um, in Beverly Hills because we went to the Playboy Mansion really? yeah um, I went I there once why'd you go there? an award from the Hugh Hefner Foundation oh yeah I saw that I was wondering that yeah <laughs> that's weird right? yeah uh, people tried to spin it into something it wasn't but it was what just do you mean? a lot of fun like something sexual? Well, yeah of um, course all the people that are against what she did I guess <laughs> oh yeah well I, I when I read that when I read it on Wikipedia, it was like it was like Hugh. What the? I was like, oh yeah, Hugh Hefner's a big First Amendment guy. Right, it would make sense. That's right. right. Yeah, most people don't even make that connection. Yeah, they, they just, just view him as yeah. the porn dude. Yeah. I was there, and he came. He came and sat in front of us. They had some like fights in the backyard. Oh, they how long put ago up, like, was a, that? Was, maybe five years ago. Yeah, he was pretty sick now, so he wouldn't. He didn't come. He out. He was pretty sick then. Yeah, he came for like a minute. He's frail. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Um, yeah, whatever. No. So uh, you're like an activist now. That's your deal, right? I guess that's what has they it, call me. Has it pushed you into that? Like, has it defined you? Yeah, I never really set out to do it, but that's what it turned into, I guess. Yeah. Well, take people through like what, what, the, what the story was uh, from your high school. Okay. Where'd you grow up? In Rhode Island. I, yeah, I grew up in Rhode Island. Okay. Um, more specifically, Cranston, Rhode Island. and I. That's where the guy from Breaking Bad is from? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, it's a very religious area, um, mostly Catholic. Rhode Island's actually the most Catholic state in the country, and I didn't really know that. I didn't get too much of that. I was kind of born and raised Catholic, but my parents weren't particularly religious, yeah. um, and I later found out that my dad identifies as an atheist, and this was all once I was a little bit older. And Later I, found out? Yeah, like when I was guys? a child, I didn't really know. I'd kind of gone to church, actually, um, and we we were... 
I guess, culturally Catholic. Yeah. But then when I was old enough to think for myself, I, I finally said, like, you know, I don't think I believe in God. And my dad said, yeah, me neither. But, you know, just kind of... Your dad said that? Yeah. Yeah, my dad. It's weird they make you still go to church. Well, they didn't... <laughs> like we didn't go often. That. It was mostly just for, like, mass for the anniversary of my mother's brother's death and then things like that. Oh, so yeah, it that's wasn't, people get religious, too. Yeah. Times of death or, or birth or things like yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a constant Sunday thing. It was just once in a while. Once in a while. Yeah. You guys seen Superman? Not the newest one. No. Yeah, there's a scene where he goes to church to talk to a priest after, like, <laughs> aliens come that may or may not destroy the world. And um, he's the only one in church. <laughs> he's, like, the only guy there. And I'm like, <laughs> bullshit, there's no way. Once aliens are there, that place will be mobbed. Yeah. Everyone would have questions. Everyone would claim that they were right. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all these it's just this, this priest mopping up, like, like as if nothing was happening. Um, so you're sort of atheist. I am an atheist. Okay. And I... This is already before this happened. You were like... Yeah. Started to yeah, think I was atheist. already an atheist. I think I was an atheist by the time I was like 10 or 11. And wow, really? constantly say like, no, that can't be true. That's too young. It's like, no, I also won a federal court case when I was 16. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if yeah. that's not too young necessarily. So. You ever hear Ricky Gervais talking about when he realized he was an atheist? You see that clip? <laughs> I don't think Maybe. so. It was just about his older brother t- like talking to him and his mom trying to like stop his older brother from talking to him because his older brother's like, well, where do you think? Like just spelling it out really obviously it's to the him. same Santa Claus thing. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. want the older kid to tell the younger kid. And then the mom's like, shut up. Let's keep fooling him. <laughs> like that's so mean. <laughs> it's Why are you miseducating people? Yeah, My two brothers funny. are 12 and 7 and I don't think either one of them believes in God. And that's completely really? on their own. They've just kind of decided that, you know. I don't think that it's necessarily my parents. They've gotten a lot of criticism for having this atheist family, but it's not I don't think it, they've really had anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you stop believing in God. Right. And I was always in the public school system in Rhode Island and I got to the high school and one day after school I was a freshman and I saw this um, prayer in my school's auditorium. What was the prayer? And what was the prayer? Yeah, do you remember it? I I know parts of it. Um, it starts off though, our heavenly father grant us each day and it goes on to talk about good deeds and being good sports and good friendship and all that. Yeah. And so it's entitled School Prayer, and it starts off Our Heavenly Father, and it ends with Amen. So yeah. it's really hard to say it's not a prayer. Um, is that what people are trying to say? Just because oh, yeah. it's a good message? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my thing is you can have a good message, but like, well, then just don't make it a prayer that's in the right. Bible somewhere. Just make it a good message. Just take, out the, take the parts about the, the sports and whatever else, like yeah. being a nice person, and just include those things. Well, and of course that came up. Um, when I first saw it, it was the end of my freshman year, yeah. and I was obviously taken aback by it because I knew, like I had some understanding of the law and I knew it probably didn't belong there, but I wasn't 100% sure and I didn't really know who to talk to about that. Yeah. So school, that was like the last week of school, I think. So I got out of school and I researched all summer and I was researching the Constitution and specifically the First Amendment and trying to find out what kind of case I would have exactly. But you, what did you do? You just went to the library and read the Constitution? <laughs> no, I was I was mostly just online, just reading like whatever kind of simplified constitution stuff I could find. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I was fifteen. I had just turned fifteen. Had you at that point? Had you been like activist? Is a weird word. 
yeah. implies a lot more than it means. Yeah. Had you um, been at all active in like, I don't know, what, whatever? The, had you been an activist before? I don't know. Was there anything else you took I don't part think in? You like, even knew about the secular community. Then, no, no yeah, idea. So I had was no, no clue. But there was no even like, let's help this homeless guy out. Let's let's start a petition to help somebody. Well, I'd always been like really interested in in being involved. But okay. I never really had an in. Like, I never really had any way of doing that. Like, I mean, I belonged to a group at my school that was a community service group. But other than that, I didn't really have the resources to be doing stuff like mm-hmm. that, even though I, I kind of wanted to. What did you do in the community service group? Um, we mostly, like, did fundraisers and stuff. Honestly, it was through the school, and I think a lot of it was, like, wrong. So, like, I don't oh, even really? think a lot of it was actually <laughs> going towards the charities that we were raising money for. It was just kind of make the kids happy kind of thing. Really? Make them yeah, believe they're it, making it a difference? I don't think it was really anything. <laughs> I heard recently that even the best charities, 40% goes to the charity. Yeah. Like that's the, the highest numbers is yeah. 40%. And most of them are way lower than that. Yeah. Um, all right, so you're like somewhat active, but not really, just like... Yeah, and I certainly, I mean, I guess I've kind of gotten involved in the atheist community more specifically, but... I didn't even know that existed. I had been an atheist, but I didn't tell anyone that. And I was really shy about it and didn't really want to talk about it. Um, Were you agnostic at first? Not really. I I, I think that I just never really considered it. Like, I just kind of was like, yeah, God, whatever. Like, it didn't really mean anything to me. And then I guess guess my mother, she was mentally ill for a while when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. And that kind of... uh, just some like personality disorder kind of thing and it's actually pretty rare um and it can be really tolling on families you know when that happens to somebody so bipolarity what is it well it's actually called dissociative disorder okay and uh it's just basically multiple personalities oh really yeah it's 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 weird and it was definitely like new personalities would come out kind of yeah, I mean, there were, like, different parts of her that had certain rem- memories where other parts of her didn't remember that or thought it happened differently. And so it can Whoa. be eerie sometimes. Um, and you couldn't always tell, like, in what kind of mood she was in. Yeah, because um, she looks the same regardless. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. And Whoa. then, like, yeah, it was just, it was freaky. And so... As was it a, talking to another person completely sometimes? Was it like that in the movies where, like, you're talking to Bob now? Uh, I don't think it was that like horror movie ish, okay. but it was still like it was still creepy, and especially to see my own mom. Yeah, like that. not just some person I knew, but my mother. Yeah, and it really affected like my education. You know, not really having stability at home and stuff like that. So it was hard for me for that period of time, and I for the first time in my life started praying because I couldn't think of anything else to do at. 10 years old to do to help my mom and so i i was praying and that really just one thing led to another and i i just realized like you know what not only does he really not answer prayers but am i really the most deserving person like if he did answer Uh, my prayer wouldn't i then feel guilty because he answered my prayer instead of some starving children who need it more than i do so it's like i just had all these thoughts all at once and i came down not believing in god at all yeah, those thoughts like get you started. Yeah. Um, my big thing was I, I didn't understand why I was raised Orthodox Jewish, but I didn't really real, understand why God would want me to date some super bitchy Jewish lady over like a Mother Teresa type. <laughs> like you'd rather me marry the really controlling, 
asshole over it's a, over a really kind charitable person that doesn't make sense to me and then just got me thinking yeah everyone everyone i've talked to at different atheist events and stuff they always have a story yeah. about how what first got them thinking about something and it can a lot of times it's death or a lot of times it's illness like with my mother who's since gotten a lot better people think i was on cnn actually when the case was a big deal nationally even and um Soledad O'Brien was interviewing me and we were live and we went on and as soon the very first question that she had for me was so your mother died and I was like uh no No. (laughs) she didn't die actually she had a mental illness and she's better now so how's she doing she take drugs now um she's she's better than she was by a lot um there's still some weird times but she's better I would say yeah oh that's good but yeah it's just I I don't want people to think that my mother is dead. Dead? She's <laughs> like, not. I can say someone had an illness without meaning that she's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was awkward. So you're this atheist in high school, and you're a freshman, you saw this prayer. Right. And so Pretty clearly I, Christian prayer, too. Oh, yeah. Our Heavenly Father, who yeah. else refers to God? Were there any Jews or Muslims or other <laughs> religious others in your, whatever, um, um, the only Buddhists in your school? There were some, but the area is so Catholic. I mean, yeah. it's Rhode Island's super Catholic, and then Cranston is even more Catholic than Rhode Island is. So it's just most people in the school were white Italians. Most of them had quite a bit of money. So that's like kind of the background of the school. Um, and the prayer had actually been there for a really long time. It was like generations. For, yeah, I, th- I want to say like fifty or sixty years. What was it on? It wasn't etched in stone or anything. It was no. On it a was banner? people called it a prayer banner. Like that's what the like all the media kind yeah, of publicized it as a prayer banner but that makes it sound like it's a piece of cloth or something that's yeah, like that'd be hanging. super easy to take down yeah no it was it was essentially painted on the wall uh, i guess what happened was there was some kind of distinction that was made because it was painted on a piece of paper and the paper was like glued to the wall mm-hmm. and so it, you can't even really see like it was not going to come off like you had to either paint over it or remove it like it, it wasn't just the kind of thing where you could take it down okay so that's why it even caused an issue in the first place like when they call it a banner it makes it sound like it was just this you thing just roll it up easily yeah, yeah. But no not quite so i was really interested in this issue and i was researching it and by the time i had finally come to the decision that i wanted to do something about this that i wanted to like either go talk to the principal or maybe call the superintendent or something like that um it was like midsummer and after your freshman year? Yeah. Okay. So between my freshman and sophomore years. Yeah. And then I was reading this article one day online, and it said that a parent um, of a student in the elementary school um, had complained about the prayer and really? had sent or had emailed the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. Wait, this is after you, this is the, what the principal told you? No, I, I had decided to report it, but I yeah. hadn't done it yet because school hadn't started. Okay. So coincidentally, um, another parent had sent a complaint to the ACLU. Okay. And uh, that woman is Jewish, and her both her daughters are Jewish, and she was in the school's auditorium over the summer for one of their dance recitals or something, something like that, and saw it, and she was with her mother-in-law, who was a Holocaust survivor, 
and she was worried about how she was going to react and the whole situation bothered her and she knew that her daughters would eventually go to the school so she um, sent a letter to the ACLU which is really the correct thing to do I mean when you see something send a letter to the ACLU or email or call or or whatever but just in general the ACLU that's what it's there for people criticized her because she didn't you know, go to the school or something, but the school would have shut her up. The school would have just said, "No, no, it's fine. Talk to our city's lawyer." Well, even if even if it's like, "No, you should have gone through this channel first. It's like, "Well, why is the other channel wrong, though?" Right. Like, I can see like that's one option is to go to the principal first, but another option is just well, to go to the. This yeah. is kind of jumping <laughs> yeah. into the future a little bit, but somebody like it came out eventually because people kept saying like oh no one cares no one's ever complained about this before and so research was done and it turns out that people had complained about this before but they had gone to the school's administration which was also white and catholic and didn't want anyone else to have an opinion so they just told that it was in most they told cases, each person you're the only yeah. one who's ever complained it, yeah they told each person huh. they were the only person to complain and they were most often students and students just obviously believed their school principal and said well they must know the law better than I do yeah. and so they just got hushed up so this is really the first opportunity where someone's going directly to the ACLU and cutting the school out completely so you went okay so then so, so this woman she went to the ACLU not me. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't actually made the original complaint. People think that I did, and I guess it doesn't really matter at this point whether or not I did, because yeah. I became the plaintiff and really the... How'd you find out about the other kid? Well, I was reading... It was in the newspaper, actually. So I, I read about it. Um, I read about the complaint being sent. And then in response to that complaint, the ACLU sent notice to the school and said, you know, you have to do something about this. You need to remove it. It's violating the First Amendment. And... Obviously, it's violating the First Amendment because it's establishing a religion in a public um, area. So it's a public school. So it can't have religious preference. Now, when people okay, but when people talk about separation of church and state, that's what they usually point to. But that's not exactly what it means, right? This is a different thing. This is an establishment clause. Well, it is essentially the same thing. It's just that it's separation of church mean. and state isn't really the law. It's the guidelines that the country works by. Oh. So the, the actual establishment clause is that the government has no right to establish a religion. Okay. So and anytime so, in a public in a government sanctioned area, right. if they're putting like our Heavenly Father, it's like that's... Right. I think yeah. the exact wording is like Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the exercise thereof or something yeah. along those lines. And this is why they don't want people putting Christmas lights up at the post office. Right. And so, so this, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry, I felt, even uh-huh. as a 14, 15-year-old kid. <laughs> you can't have it there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, it says school prayer. I mean, yeah. prayer is a religious thing, so you can't possibly say that this is just there innocently. It's in a public school, and it's, it obviously doesn't belong there. So I was like, you know, phew, I don't have to do anything about this now that somebody else has complained. Because I was nervous, too. I didn't really know what I was going to say. And honestly, I had always been really, really shy and hated telling anyone what my personal views were. So I was really relieved that somebody else had taken care of it, which is kind of ironic, I guess, now. Um, But I had read also that there was going to be um, a meeting and so the, the school, I guess, had put together, the school committee actually had put together a subcommittee, which consisted of um, different people, part of the school committee, the superintendent, the city's lawyer, and a couple other people. And they were just basically coming together to discuss 
what they wanted to do. Like they had gotten this letter from the ACLU saying that they had to remove it. That's pretty big. Yeah. If you're a small school somewhere and you get a letter from the ACLU. Yeah. It's like, oh, we should take notice of this. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ACLU does have um, local chapters in every state. Mm-hmm. So it was the Rhode Island chapter of the ACLU. So yeah. it, it was a big deal, though. And so yeah. they, they had these meetings, and they were discussing it. And I remember, and I went to the first meeting also. I went to all of the meetings, actually. Um, and the superintendent said at one point something like, um, I don't see why people can't just go to church to pray. I go to church every Sunday, and I see a lot of empty pews around me. And so that was what... Superintendent said that? The superintendent said that, yeah. And that was at the first meeting. And uh, not too many people showed up to the first meeting. I think a lot of people might have seen it or read about it somewhere. His take was, why are we doing prayer in school? There's other places we can do it? Pretty much. Okay. And I mean, that is important because down the road, everyone who had felt that way kind of changed their minds because that's what they thought the popular vote was. So they started, like, by the end of the case, he was saying that he thought the prayer should stay because it represented the culture of the area and yada yada. So mm-hmm. he he definitely um, was kind of two-faced there. You know, he, he definitely knew better. But you, then... You think because of uh, the, all the support, he was like, well, let me just change my opinion. Yeah, I can't I get see what other reason he <laughs> right. would have. I mean, if he understood it from day one. <laughs> Nobody sticks to their ideals. No. Nobody, everyone just bows down. We're like, well, this might result in you getting fired. They're like, all right, well, then I'll just change my mind. Because I don't want to get fired. Right. It's like, no, you're supposed to be a guy that's leading people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so you went to this meeting. and what? went to the meeting. I was 15, yeah. yeah. And it was my sophomore year. And I remember, too, because I was, like, wearing braces. And it was, like, the middle of November, I want to say. And so I, yeah. it was, I didn't even take my coat off. Like, I had just come inside and I was just sitting quietly, like, in the room somewhere. And I had written, like, some little index cards, like, some little notes on them. And I just wrote, like, what the Establishment Clause was and, like, a bit about what I had read about it. And I thought maybe it would be useful. I didn't really want to speak, but I just had that. You were ready. Kind of. I was Ready is an interesting word to use because I really didn't think that I was going to be speaking. You were prepared in case. (laughs) I guess, yeah. I guess I was, like, What did you expect to do with it? Just give it to someone and say, hey, read this? No, but, I mean, I I just kind of... I wanted to see what happened. Because I really, truly believed at 15 years old that this meeting was just going to be officials coming together and just saying, oh, yeah, that's still up there. Well, obviously, that's illegal. We'll just have to take it down. Right. And my, I just completely, my mind was blown. Because I, I got there, and all of these lawyers and politicians and esteemed members of the community were just like, well, well, we're not communists, so we should be able to have this. And, like, just ridiculous things <sighs> that I didn't even... What else are they saying? Tell what they're saying. Oh, we're gosh. not communists. There's so many, there's so many stuff, like, so many things that you could read online. Um, Even videos you could watch. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of exactly. There was, Here, there's videos of the meetings. Yeah, yeah. my really? my uncle actually was really supportive throughout the whole thing. My dad's brother, who's also an atheist, and he ended like once the case started like getting bigger, he started coming to all of the meetings with a video camera because people were constantly contradicting themselves, and so yeah. he brought a video camera to, like, <laughs> for proof. It's so yeah. much better to have that. Yeah, yeah I didn't say that. You absolutely did, and I will show you. <laughs> Wait, yeah. um, where are those videos? How do I find them? They're on uh, YouTube. Yeah, they're they're on YouTube for the most the part. What do you have to search for? Definitely. All right, you'll give me the links later. I'll put yeah. it on our website. Yeah. you can throw it up on the page and the. Yeah, posted. definitely interesting to see. There are some videos. I have one in particular that I play 
at just about every talk that I go to now that has some kind of audio video set up right. because it's so just it. too amazing. Yeah. Um, it's the perfect video, actually. That totally That's why I play it because it fully it. expresses how ridiculous the whole thing was. I mean, when I was going through it, it was really painful and frustrating and scary and intimidating at times but yeah. now that it's over i think about it and i just laugh because it really was just so ridiculous it sounds like something that you would read about happening in like bible belt alabama or something like yeah. it doesn't sound like something that would happen in new england you know which is typically very blue and progressive it's yeah just people just like throw out stupidity they're just like well like half truths and well, okay. Here, here's an example. So I said free Americans. Point, yeah, I was being so frustrated with how crazy people were being, and you know, people saying like, "Oh, well, just because the atheists complain doesn't mean that we have to like do that." They're just one person. They, they didn't. They were just being hostile and mean, really. And so I was there, and although I was super shy, and by the way, I hate public speaking a lot. Yeah. Um. So this was not obviously the first thing I wanted to jump up and do but I ended up speaking that night and I said you know this violates the establishment clause and it violates the concept of separation of church and state and if you break it down the school and mind you I'm like talking to these adults like they're children <laughs> to trying to explain this to my younger brother the public the school, school is a public school <laughs> that means it's part of the government it's public people pay taxes that go there and then the prayer is a religious symbol, and that's part of the church. So here you have a clash between the, sh- the church and the state. And I felt like I did a very clear job of explaining that, yeah. and I made my case. And then I sat down, and the next person to speak was, I think, a priest, actually. And he just kind of like looked at me and was just like, well, honey... We don't want to have state schools like communist Russia, and he just yeah, because that's what you want. Because that's what you want. Yeah, that's first what of all, I what are the saying. schools like in communist Russia? <laughs> what are they like? Do people not educate educations there? <laughs> what are you talking about? No. What does that even mean? But and and he didn't just <laughs> like, say that. Slave he didn't just make his argument, but he also had this like tone that I was just a little girl who didn't belong there at all. Fucking priests. <laughs> They've been trying to take more power since the day they started. <laughs> Handing out free trips to heaven for money. You know what they're doing now? If you follow the Pope on Twitter, you get free trips to heaven. No. Yeah. It's not exactly free trips to heaven, but you know how they have, like, you can get there faster? There used to be if you give them money or, like, offer sacrifice, not sacrifices, but, like, nice tithes to the church yeah. that can write you. And then it got real corrupt. And they're like, just pay me and I'll fucking, I'll write you a check straight to heaven. Yeah. They're offering, like, small doses of that if you follow their Twitter account. Yeah, it's their way of like coming closer to like the new generation. But I'm like, that doesn't. You still just can't give away heaven. Yeah. Well, we should offer something to then. Yeah, follow us. Yeah, like- I'll offer you eternity, eternity of a of a. Yeah, I don't know. What did you be into? <laughs> Drugs and whorehouses for whatever you want for all as long as you want it, and free visits. Well, no, not with your mother. That'd be a bad idea. <laughs> We'll think of something. Well, actually, speaking of like hell and Satan and everything, that's exactly what also came up at the meeting. People said that this was like satanic to want to take it down, and that you know, this this one woman in particular was uh, ranting and like screaming actually about how we are not doing what God wants us to if we take the prayer down, and that yeah. we're intentionally uh, defying God by doing that. And it was so crazy. I yeah. it. 
I didn't even know what was going on. It just felt like, what's happening? Because everything that I thought that I had known about the way that politics and law and adults in general work is that, you know, people are professional and that they know the law and that they're reasonable and even if their personal beliefs might differ from um, the, the law, they still have to uphold that. And this was just the perfect example of nobody doing their job. Yeah. And it was it was really crazy. And yeah, it's I, like, I'm sorry if you don't agree with it. Do yeah. your job. And then as soon... Actually, that same night, um, I had... The very first time I spoke, I had stood up and said... I'm an atheist student who goes to Cranston West, and I feel like yeah. this prayer discriminates against me. And that was quite a controversial thing to say, which I didn't to realize. come out as atheist. I, mean, I knew I knew that being an atheist was like kind of taboo, yeah. but I didn't realize how extreme that was, especially yeah. was like not in my area. Pissed on their Bible or something, like right? <laughs> yeah. up, you know, they were just when I when I uh, like, when I came out, um, I was in Yeshiva University, this Orthodox college, Orthodox Jewish college. And um, I told my friends, my good friends, I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't believe in this. I just think it's not in me, this belief yeah. that you guys have. Yeah. And um, I guess I was agnostic then before I like, grew up a little more. But um, one of my friends like, well, if you don't, if you don't believe in this, then we're in a, uh, like a place of learning. And he goes, there's a, there's a, uh, a Torah scroll. Goes to, go take it and throw it on the floor if you don't believe in this, which is like, Anyone who sees that has to fast for like seven months or seven years. I forgot what it is. Like you can't, maybe a year, you can't eat during the day for like a year. Something really bad. Maybe a month. It's hard regardless. Like it's like a bad thing to let that thing drop on the ground. I'm like, I'm not going to throw your piece, your artifact on the floor right. just to prove to you that I don't believe in it. I'll get thrown out of the school. I don't want that. I yeah. But um, yeah, they aren't crazy, huh? Absolutely. They scoffed at you, didn't they? Yeah, like, I scoffed. Like, like they audibly were the whole. Scoffed. <laughs> when I scoffed. Said, when I said like I'm I'm an atheist or whatever, this this one switched. woman in the room was like, <gasps> and this other woman like mumbled under her under her breath like, oh that little witch, like. Wow. Yeah. That little witch. Say witch a bitch. She said witch. Witch, witch, witch. with a like, W. Yeah. Because she was religious, and those people don't use those yeah. words. Well, <laughs> the magic. Yeah. yeah, they're they're kind, non-judgmental people, so they would yeah. never do that. <laughs> I can call you a witch, but I can't call you a curse word. But I can demean this child that I've never met. Yeah. The weird thing is, our country is the only one that's that religious. Right, and we're the only one that's secular too. Yeah, our constitution. Most other countries are like barely. They're like the population, the percentage of people that believe in God are so low that it's like, yeah, just do whatever yeah. you want in your house, but don't fucking. Yeah, uh, don't bother us with it. Some countries even pay taxes to the church, and they don't believe in God. Really, like, well, like Scandinavian countries and stuff like pay that. Taxes to the even church. like Britain, most taxes, of their population is secular, but uh-huh. they still they are not a secular country. They have royal families. They didn't have school on the day that there was the royal wedding. Well, that's like, not it's still secular. very much. That's not secular. No, religious, but I, right? I meant that people there tend to be more secular. Right. They tend to be oh, less yeah. religious. So it's like it's. It's weird how that kind of backfired on us. It's like the only country that's ever been founded to have religious freedom. Well, and then that's the funniest thing too is that Rhode Island, out of America, which yeah. was founded for religious freedom, Rhode Island more specifically was also founded for religious freedom because Roger Williams, he's the guy who essentially founded it. He got kicked out of Massachusetts because he was Catholic, and so he yeah. went off. Because well, found- they were all Protestant or something. Yeah, that's so, my favorite. So he went off and he founded Christians fighting Rhode Christians. Island. Yeah. 
and now in Rhode Island, in present day Rhode Island, people are discriminating because of religion, which is just so funny to me. Because my people exactly believe in nine beads. Those peels, crazy people believe in twelve beads. That's so ridiculous. Let's move towns. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. So, by the way, when you were doing this, how much of it did you did it bother you, and how much of it were you like? Well, this is an inconsistency that should be corrected. Do you understand that? Like, sort of. Like, um, if somebody was beating up a minority, that would like bother me on a certain level. Like, I'd be feel disgusted or something. Right. But if, uh, uh, these are bad examples. I need a better example. Do you mean the prayer itself? Yeah. Like, like were you like, you know what? This it. bugs me every time I see it. Or were you just like, I think this should be corrected, like something out of order. I think it was somewhere in between. Like it was, it was like I definitely knew it didn't belong there. And it wasn't know, like throw the Jews down the well. It wasn't something like that. We're no. like that's horrible, and no, we can't no, have no. that. It wasn't. And I would say that overall, the message of the prayer was a positive one. Uh-huh. But I mean, realistically, it was a prayer. And yeah. I think that if if the law is just kind of um, only applied when people want it to be, yeah. well, then how does that work? Like I feel like it has to be consistent. There has to be. You know the law has to be consistent because then how far do we let people get away with things? You know, if one thing it's a prayer, another thing now the school is making us recite it, and now the school is you know making us wear like these Catholic uniforms and come to school every day and pray to God. Yeah, so, and then you'll be a Catholic student. Yeah, so that's like, why we how, have a law. How far are we going to let them yeah. go until it turns into? Thank God we have a law that stops us from having to worship exactly. Jesus. Um. <laughs> I still remember when they had Pledge of Allegiance, my first couple of years of school, and then they stopped that. They were like, you can't make someone my pledge to your government. Says, I said the Pledge of Allegiance until I was really? married. Oh, yeah. From kindergarten oh, wow. to... Oh, yeah. That's, I think that's a lot of schools. But I thought they got rid of that. Social, uh, it's socially mandatory. It's like if you sit down in a classroom... Oh, well, you're allowed to say, I don't want to do this? A lot yeah, of schools yeah, don't do it so, anymore. And all you have to do is be ostracized for the entire yeah, high school. Exactly. It's social suicide. <laughs> yeah. The teacher's like leading it. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm going to be different real quick. I know none of us are ever allowed to be different in any way because we're afraid, but I'm just going to be shockingly different and <laughs> hope nobody retaliates against me. <laughs> I can't wear a cool hat because I'm afraid people will mock me, but I, I'll definitely be able to just say, I don't want to participate in this. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. I think the Pledge of Allegiance, honestly, is one of the just sickest things because, and that sounds crazy because patriotism and all that, but I remember coming into school on my first day of kindergarten and being taught how to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And so now you're taking like a five-year-old kid and you're telling it to pledge its, its allegiance to its country. Yeah. And not only that, but to like thank God for it. One which nation is also under God. In there. Yeah. And, um, and I did, blindly, and didn't even realize for most of my life what I was doing. And then as soon as I did, I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And I just think it's wrong to tell kids who don't even know what the word allegiance means that they have to pledge theirs to a country. And then it's so, just inside them before they even realize. Exactly. And I think that that's really just... Um, I almost don't blame our forefathers because it was like, they didn't know about Muslims. They didn't know about... They didn't know about... They didn't know about people that have more than one God. Mm-hmm. So when you say up, up to, to the God, one nation under God, it's like they weren't aware that that doesn't... Like, well, well not only that, that cover that wasn't original. That was oh, really? In like the 50s. Yeah. I think the oh. 62 or 50-something, I forget. 50s, yeah. They added the one nation under God? Yeah, because if you didn't have God, you're a communist. So, oh. so we have to have our Christian identity as a nation 
Which is so funny because people would constantly use that argument against me. I would come into homeroom, and of course, I'm jumping all over the place. There's no timeline here, but I was coming into my homeroom, and people would recite the pledge every day. And I had since stopped reciting it because I finally realized. Um, And people would turn to me every time the pledge was said and scream the under God part at me. And to make me feel like, oh, look at God is in our government and it's okay because we say it every day. This is after you started up. Yeah, this was after I was pretty much completely ostracized from the entire community. But <laughs> before we get there, um, so they would just scream this at me and to show their support. And yeah. I would just think like, wow, that's so funny and so ironic, and you don't even realize it because you won't listen to me for five minutes, but originally it didn't have any reference to God in it, and that wasn't added till the 1950s when also the prayer was added. So you guys actually have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> My friend, he died, but Freddie Soto used to have a bit about, about uh, growing up in Texas and uh, about how everyone was super Christian, and they were like, if Jesus doesn't love America, then why is the Bible written in English? <laughs> and you're like, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? People are so dumb. They just take their experience and like, this is the whole yeah. thing. I would say the majority of people that were arguing for the prayer to stay wouldn't even know what the Bible was originally written. No. They yeah. wouldn't know that, you know, they just... Actually, today, It's like those people with, with, the, with the Rolling Stone cover. We're like, how do you put that Boston bomber on the Rolling Stone cover? You're, yeah. you're like um, making him into a hero or something. Mm-hmm. And then... Other people are like, you know, this, that same picture has been on the cover of the Boston Tribune, um, tons of other magazines, Everyone's <laughs> newspapers. Everyone's been glamorizing. Yeah, like, what do you th- the same exact picture's there. What, I don't understand. <laughs> and they've had pictures in the past of, like, Charles Manson on their cover, and nobody said a word. Yeah. It was just like, this isn't... People just want to get upset. It's the popular idea to get upset about. And yeah. It's something to rally behind. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel about that when they were screaming at you and stuff? Well, I mean, obviously not good. And I think really, like, I have always been shy. Yeah. But having that happen and having felt like, all right, that's it. Like, that's that's it. Like, I'm not going to listen to people be condescending and try to tell me that I'm a communist because I'm an atheist or I'm a Satanist and a little witch. Like, it was just, like... I was sick of hearing it, and I felt like, wow, these people have always gotten what they wanted. They've always known that, like, this community, they could just put religious things wherever they wanted, and no one would ever do anything, because they were afraid of these people. And I was... Afraid of which people? Of the majority of the people there, I guess, the religious people. And I just was like, no, I'm not not doing this. And so I I spoke again that night. I spoke twice. This is the first night? Yeah. And then uh, these meetings actually continued for a while. And they kept going on and on. And that's why it it really pisses me off when people say, like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't have sued the school. Well, I tried for a year to ask the school politely to remove it. I went to all these meetings and I was saying, like, can you please remove it? Like, I'm a student who goes here and I know I'm not the only one. All right. So you you did. You did go through the other channels. I was trying to compromise and say, like, don't have a prayer. Just have a good message that's not a prayer. You don't need the Heavenly Father. Which is is also funny because they didn't want anything to do with it. Camaraderie. They have that at, like, private schools, don't they? Like, we believe in brotherhood and they have those kind of chants. Which is perfectly fine. Yeah, like those things. Yeah. Yeah. But even that, it's just brotherhood. It's even nicer. It's not, it doesn't have to be God. Just like we're all we all togetherness and yeah. shit like yeah. that. Well, I mean, if you want to send your kid to a private school, by all means, do yeah. it. I mean, I don't agree with it. I think that's the worst thing you can do for your kid. Why? <laughs> I went to private school. Well, I mean, a religious private school. Yeah. I think that's just no, because yeah. you're not getting a proper education. 
Um, no, you have to go to school longer. That's all. Well, that you get also your proper sucks, education. So. Yeah, it sucked. What time did you guys get out of high school? Uh, Age? No, uh, time of day. Oh, like three. Oh something. yeah, two, two, two for me. <sighs> two fifteen probably. We were five thirty. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. It's a full day of work. Yeah, <laughs> so that's because we had all the extra fucking Gamara stuff, the Talmud yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we got the regular education too, I yeah, guess. So you got the learning part, but then they stuff your brain with uh-huh. meaningless stuff. Yeah, so. that's how Yeshiva University was too. Up until lunch was all the religious studies, and then from then on, what yeah. a waste. real studies after that. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a waste. <laughs> the real thing with atheists, when people say like you have to respect other people's beliefs, uh, I always feel like, no, you definitely should not respect other people's beliefs. Because they're different than yours, so you, you should respect people. have no respect for them. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to respect, yeah, respect the, the people. You can criticize ideas all day long. That's but like, it's, like if you're Christian, if you're super Christian, and somebody comes in and says, "I believe in," I don't know, I don't believe Jesus was real. You'd be like, "Well, I don't respect that. I, I believe you're wrong." Or if I don't believe in anything, you're like, "I think you're wrong." Atheists are the same way. They should be like, "I don't respect your opinion." But as soon as you I criticize think you're wrong. someone's religious re- religious beliefs or whatever, it's a separate thing. It's not like saying that color car you got is stupid. It's yeah. like saying the most intricate part of your being is wrong. Well, and I think there's a difference between saying that you respect someone's allow right, right a, a to right, believe something, yeah, right to believe, and it. then saying that you agree with their belief, yeah. or you, you respect their belief. I respect to I respect your ability to believe in this thing that I don't respect. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. I've had to definitely make a distinction there because I mean I've had my words get picked apart when I say something. Mm-hmm. So you, you know I always make sure that I say like I respect you and I respect that you have the right to believe what you want, but I don't agree with anything that you're saying or doing or the way that you view the world. Did you start getting like real clear with? With the words you used after, like oh, getting yeah. after getting like misquoted or pull stuff pulling out of context. Well, yeah, and especially once the lawsuit started, because then I had my own lawyer telling me like, "Stop saying things just like off the cuff. Like you know, oh. you need to make sure that everything you're saying is like something that you want the media to be putting out there because they will. Nothing yeah. you say is just going to go unnoticed anymore. Like, and, and it's that was really hard to do at. 15, 16 years old. I mean, yeah. Was, People ask you a question and you're like, well, let me just answer it. Yeah. Well, so not only really that, thinking. but like, I mean, all kids use like social media and stuff. And like, I would tweet something and have media show up at my doorstep with video cameras asking me really? to elaborate about something. Yeah. Even if it was unrelated. At your parents' house. Yeah. And what, it would just be really weird. What did your parents do about that? Well... My parents aren't together anymore, and while this whole case was going on, they yeah. were actually like getting separated, oh. and so that just made it even better. Makes it way <laughs> but, worse. Uh, they they were both supportive in their own ways, and even if that was just allowing me to do it, because I was under eighteen at the time, so I wasn't technically allowed to do it without. How old are you now? Eighteen. Yeah, I'm eighteen okay. now. Um, but at the time, I was just fifteen, sixteen, and I needed my parental permission in order to be able to do this do what to, to file a lawsuit you really just, oh yeah you can't file a lawsuit as a minor really mm-hmm. in a way wow. the lawsuit was filed it was like filed on behalf of on me. your behalf like, like it was i mean it almost makes no difference because i was the one i was the person getting interviewed i was the plaintiff yeah. but like me and my father were technically the plaintiff oh. in this case whatever so, yeah. um wait how did you get in contact with the aclu Okay, well, these meetings continued for a while, and okay. I'll show you some footage of those meetings right. a little bit. But uh, 
at the end, like there was a, a big meeting, and oh, and the meetings kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger because that very first night that I ever said I was an atheist, there was media there, and they interviewed me, and I said, "Why was the media there? The local newspaper? Yeah, okay. I mean, it was just local thing, but yeah." Um, I said right into a video camera that I was an atheist at school. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the best or worst thing I ever did for myself. Yeah. <laughs> because that was really what made me the center of it that very first day. That I bet it made you make up your mind, though. Where you're like, oh, I got to yeah. take but, a solid stand on everything. Like, I don't regret it. In fact, mm-hmm. I think, like, looking back, like, that's one of the proudest things I can remember in my life. Like, having the guts to say that. Right to because I'd already had time to reconsider. I'd said it at the meeting, but no one had necessarily quoted it. And then I was interviewed later, and I was like, "I'm just going to stick to my guns and do this because because why not? Yeah. Because that's something that I really did believe in." Yeah, if you stop for a second and be like, "Actually, let me think about it." No, I I do believe in this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, put me on record. And you know what? And I think it's all the research that I had done. And I had read right. so many articles and so many like pages just confirming what I already knew to be true. That I was right here. And that these people who were trying to make me question myself and calling me a witch, they, they didn't know the law better than I did. And so... That hurt you, the witch stuff? The witch stuff is just stupid, I think. Like, it's all stupid. Satanist, witch, communist. It's all just ridiculous because I know it's so far from the truth. Yeah, but how did how did you feel then? Um, as it was happening, mostly just shocked. Like I just didn't really believe it was happening. It was like this like fifty year old woman, part of the community, who like always buys the little fundraiser things when kids come knocking at her door. Mm-hmm. Just like a, just a good person in general is now calling me a little Satanist witch. Like that doesn't happen. What? And so I just I was really confused, and I was just like, no, I'm doing what I know that i'm right about and we could so easily go back to salem like in no time yeah <laughs> without like certain amount of laws protecting us we'd be right back there with 21st century People, weapons uh-huh <laughs> run them out of town things like that um i mean did you cry at all at night i never cried where anyone could see me right <laughs> i mean I would, I would cry around my family but Whenever I was out or talking about this with people or in the media, I always made sure that I was, like, sounding really confident, even if I wasn't. Like, even on my worst days, I would always try to make sure that I sounded confident because I didn't people to think that I was, like, wavering. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't. I mean, it was hard, but I never, like, considered that I, like, was wrong. I mean, obviously, it goes through your mind, like, am I wrong? But I knew I wasn't. Like, I, I had done all the research and I had talked to the lawyers, and I had, I had made sure before I said anything in the first place. And so while I did definitely always reconsider my own viewpoint, I, I don't think I ever just um, got intimidated enough by people where right, I started stop. saying, like, oh, I should just stop, I'm wrong, or, or this isn't worth it. That's, that also never crossed my mind. Like, everything that I was going through, I always felt like it was worth it. Really? Yeah. Just to get... Um uh, a wall repainted. Yeah. I mean, at some level, it's just that. On some level, it is just that, but they turned it into something more. Right. Then, then, then it's about you not they standing up for what you believe in. A not only like legal thing about the First Amendment and about everybody having equal rights, but also about you know atheists and how they're constantly just pushed aside, not even accepted in society. Yeah. And I felt like this was a, like you know my duty almost to say. We exist, there's more than one of us, and you have to respect us. You have to respect our rights. 
Yeah. And so that's I, kind of what it turned into as a result of their backlash, in a way. So I, I blame them. And also your, your ability to like stand up for the law. Mm-hmm. They're like, I believe in the laws of the country. I'm going to stand up for it. If you tell me not to, that if means you're just fighting if me. If we don't have the laws and the principle of the country, then what's the point of living in this country? That's how I feel. That's when they det- detain people without trial. And like, well, they're terrorists. I'm like, we, and we have... We have a way to deal with those people. Exactly. Like, put them on trial. That's, we, ha- we already have something set up. What if they get off on technicality? That just doesn't happen very much. Well, I just, and also, I we, have a, we have a system. They'll always be saying that until they're the bad guy. Yeah. So they can say that we can do that without a trial because they're bad. Yeah. What happens if you're a bad guy? What happens if you have the same name as a bad guy? And then just like, you're like, I'm not the guy. Can, can I just have a trial so I can show you that I'm from... To nope. protect the principle. And, yeah. <sighs> anyway country's going to shit um well if she it, did win though i, I so did that's, win okay, yeah. that's kind of an optimistic <laughs> that's end. nice that is nice no i was reading it and i was actually thinking this yesterday and today where it's like this is one of those moments where it's like this is a nice thing how democracy can work mm-hmm. yeah. you know on like let's see what the law will say and try to Although reinforce that, that law that was actually used against me quite a bit the whole democracy thing what? because people would constantly say well you're the minority the majority oh, right. wants it to stay and that's democracy the majority of this school right but not right. the majority of the country who decided but yeah right so if you ask people take a poll do you think that you should have religious freedom if the majority of people say no then maybe you have a point but I don't think that's the case at all. But so, even then, that doesn't—that's not really what democracy. No, is it's about, not. And if, we protect the minority. Like that's yeah, what that's we do. The whole point. Yeah. That's. Oh right. That's another thing. People are like, well, if yeah. You ask like, should we allow black people to do something? You know, I think that there might be a majority that would at some point, up, you know, at some point, it would have been like, no, yeah, we shouldn't. Or even, but then the few people are like, no, those are humans well, also. Marriage? That's yeah, more of a any minority thing. issue, you could just yeah. pull people, and it would be a horrendous response. But that's what democracy is; it protects the minority. Yeah, yeah, you have to look out for those who can't look out for themselves. Right. I um, honestly don't, don't think that anybody has a right to vote on things like that. Like gay marriage, I don't think it should be a vote. Like I don't think it should be. It's just a human like that. It's just right. a, that's why yeah. I give it for me. I'm strongly against uh, gay marriage. I'm, sta- <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> We're gonna fight. I'm staunchly opposed to them being happy. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just against Rhode marriage. Island just legalized gay marriage. So Did it really? Yeah, it was. I think the 11th state too. And Minnesota was 12th. You know the first state. Iowa. Yeah. yeah. How embarrassed should the country be that <laughs> right. Iowa beat them to anything? Every state in the union should be upset, except maybe Arkansas or Alabama. Well, actually, that I think Iowa Rhode Island was anything. the last in New England. So now that Rhode Island has joined all of New England. And the whole Patriot well. area is all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's one of those. They're like, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You have your religious marriage. That's fine. This yeah. has nothing to do with you. No one's forcing you to get gay married. <laughs> yeah. They should do that. They should force one out of ten people to get gay married, no matter what. Statistics. And then people would be in, in favor of gay marriage. Like, no, 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 let just the gays be the 10%. <laughs> I don't want to have to get gay married, so make, let them take their 10%. Um, uh, wait, what was I saying? Okay, so after this first meeting, the media caught you on film saying, I'm an atheist, yes. and then that just started it up. That, that, yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what did it. And these meetings continued, and the meetings grew in size as well as hostility. Because uh-huh. then more people knew about it, and they were like, i got to show up and show my support. For- right. And not only that, but then going into school. Like, it became worse and worse for me. Like, the bigger the issue got and the more that I was arguing against it, um, 
it, it became more of a hostile environment at school. So, I mean, just from the first meeting, like after that, it was yeah. like kind of weird. But then like by the end, I was getting death threats by, and being followed around by police officers. By the end of what? By the end of the case. The I process. Guess. How, so, how long? How much? What's the time length here? Well, the meetings went for almost a year. Yeah. Not, not quite a year, no. Probably like several months. How often were they? Um, one every couple of months, probably. Okay. They, they were to further discuss, further discuss. Yeah, they were more um, consistent at the end uh, because they they had these meetings and then all these people showed up and it was like hotly discussed and everybody had to have a turn to speak if they wanted it. So these meetings were going like six, seven. That's the hours. worst part about meetings. Oh. Not, even if you have like a staff meeting somewhere, even if you're a waitress or a waiter. Everybody wants to say, well, one time this guy, um, di- you know, didn't tip me at all. Should I? And everyone wants to say their own experience. I'm like, shut up. Just it's been covered. Yeah. I mean, this was after a six hour school day that I was then going to a seven hour meeting about the prep. Seven so hour meeting. That's, I think the longest one was about seven hours. And it was just crazy. It was cra- I mean, hundreds of people showed up. I mean, to talk about this. And they all okay, to talk. Hold on a couple questions. One, do you think this um, further your parents getting split up? No, I okay. don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair. No. <laughs> Two, did you ever get punched or anything? No. Okay. I like the way that you ask that. Um, <laughs> Why? Well, because most people would say, well, did any physical harm ever come to you? Oh, yeah. Did you ever get punched? <laughs> well, what's going to happen? I mean, did they shove you into a locker or something? Well, say, beat it, nerd? Shit I think like that. Talk. I think that the people who were saying things were just mostly saying things to scare me out of doing it. I yeah. Or saying stuff to be cool. Like I honestly yeah. think oh, it was like trendy. That's their way of supporting their. Do you cause. know how like like fashions trend and stuff? Uh-huh. When I started the lawsuit, people made T-shirts that had the prayer printed on them. Oh. And this is funny for a variety of reasons. It's long. First of all, first of all, people look stupid wearing this. It's too it wordy like, for a T-shirt. It was like, well, our school, <laughs> the the trend lately is to wear a prayer on your shirt. Ten words tops, and then you're pushing funny. it. If you have forty words on a T-shirt, not no, only that, but it was like super cool. low quality yeah, it's like pixelated. It's on pixelated. like gildan uh, shirts i feel bad. weird and it was like like a like off white like color the prayer then it was on a white t-shirt and just really awful oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just gross but christians um, have awful they were fashion. all wearing these t-shirts to like throw it in my face and be like we're not gonna back down and i was like well actually you have every legal right to wear those t-shirts to school yeah. because that's your individual belief and i would defend your right to wear that prayer t-shirts to school you do think so some yeah. people would say no no prayers on a t-shirt in public school but i, I think it's no, on your body so. you should be allowed I think to that that's yeah, that's freedom your own you have freedom, freedom from religion and, and freedom yeah. of religion you get to practice your own religion actually the aclu constantly has this bad reputation for only defending atheists or whatever but uh the aclu had another case where a kid wanted to carry a little pocket bible around they weren't letting him and the school wasn't letting him and so the ACLU represented that kid in court oh, yeah. and said, this kid has the right to because this is his personal, private... Hey, wait, wait, and why can't you... Yeah, go ahead. And, and obviously... Did like, they win? The ACE, that's the same group that was representing me. Mm-hmm. And yes, they did win. And, and like, it's, they're you, obviously not just defending atheists. In that you case. can't have curse words on your shirt, though, right? Uh, I don't I think there'd be think more of an so. argument... Because it's a school disruptive stuff. Yeah, you can't be disruptive. Yeah. So, like, if you were praying in the like lunchroom or something and screaming and stuff, then you'd probably get sh- hushed up too. But, but if you want reasons, yeah. But if you want right, exactly. But if you want to wear a teacher said there is no God, you would have you, the right. You to You should do that. legally be able to. I, I feel like that. they'd say that's too oh, disruptive. They would, they would try to tell you. That. Yeah, they'd be like, listen, you're just messing up class. Right. No one's paying attention. They're all screaming at you. Right. Did you get called a slut. 
that's, yeah. That's the number one insult. That, that mostly came out after the Playboy thing, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Were you guys yeah. dating at this time? We've been together no. for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So last year we met at a conference for like student stuff, and you'd already been, you'd won the case at that point, right? Yeah, um, you won like March, and then we were together like I after. Won, I won in uh, January. Was or January, January, yeah. 2012? And then a few months after that, you had been speaking and stuff on for okay. winning the case and things like that. Yeah, it has been over a year now since I won. Um, and, and people are still bitching at you for oh, it yeah. on Facebook and, and today. So wait, here. it started before your uh, sophomore year and it finished during your senior it, year? The meetings were during my sophomore year. The lawsuit happened toward the end of my sophomore year and then we won in my junior year. January Part of, of junior yeah, year. Yeah, January yep. of my junior year. Okay. Which was 2012, yeah. How many, first of all, why is that not statutory rape? Are there, are there laws on that? How do you, how do you get away with that? How Age does, of consent's what, 16 or something? Yeah. Are they different in Rhode Island? 16 and, oh, the same in Minnesota and North Dakota too, I guess. Oh. But we're celibate, so. We oh, really? <laughs> really? Jesus. <laughs> all right. Uh, I was a virgin solid 23, so do whatever you want. That's fine. But, um. Roll with it. All yeah. Right. That's pretty rare today, though. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, um, no, I forgot. It wasn't that. It wasn't about getting called names. Oh, wait. So how many times did they take a vote during this time, during the meetings? Well, the meetings eventually led to a school committee vote. The school committee voted four to three to keep the prayer up. Yeah. And I was obviously devastated because I had been spending all of my time trying to get this taken care of. And honestly, I didn't know what to do at that point. Like, I that happened and i was like well i don't know but then the aclu contacted me and said they had seen me on that news really they yeah they'd, they'd been following me because i had been interviewed at a couple other meetings too oh. and um the community basically knew that i was the person behind this even though i wasn't technically the very first person but yeah. i became that person became the face of it yeah and so they asked me if i they said in the event that they want to keep the prayer up do you want to become a plaintiff in a lawsuit against them and i didn't actually have to think about it for more than like five minutes i Fuck was yeah, just let's like just do it yeah because <laughs> uh, you know they don't have any right they don't just get to vote on whether or not I get to have my freedom of religion right like they don't just say well we're going to come together and have this vote and we vote that you don't have your rights like that, that that's not a thing that you get to do yeah Sorry. just take a small subset and say this will yeah. be the population well that votes. I elect my or I'm saying that my younger siblings are going to vote on whether or not my parents serve ice cream for dinner or yeah. like real food. <laughs> like, like, well, like, no, it doesn't work that way. vote on random things. It doesn't yeah. work that way. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they were going for there, but I did become the plaintiff. So um, ACO contacted you? Yes. They emailed you? Yes. Called you? Emailed you? Emailed me. And how did you feel when you got that letter from the ACLU? I was kind of nervous. I mean, I'll admit that like going into it, I was like nervous. I, I was definitely feeling kind of... Um, like I, I knew it was going to become a bigger deal. I knew that it was going to be me getting even more of the hate and the the hostility than I already was. Yeah. So I, I knew that, that was going to happen because people didn't. People, I don't think people really cared about the prayer that much, but mm-hmm. people saw a person doing something that they believed in, and that really pissed them off. Which I I don't know. But most people probably weren't even aware of the prayer. Yeah. No. Probably not. And then they just pretended that they loved it so much. Like one girl at this meeting, um, she came and she was speaking and she said that 
she knows that the prayer has to stay there because that's the reason that she uses her manners. That's the reason she uses her manners because yeah. of the prayer. Yeah, and like she's a, a junior at a public school, and she's like, "Yeah, I only use my manners." Because she said that at a, at a meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's so hard when people leave comments like that on, on like a YouTube page or something. I want to be like, I want to respond to each of them individually. I'm like, I need to talk to you about how many ways you were wrong there. <laughs> I need to spell this out for you, but you'll never get through to them. No. Uh, in person, you have a chance at least. Yeah. Um, Did the prayer also prevent pregnancy too? Yeah, there was one meeting where I was oh, really? there, and this woman said something about. I mean, she was going on about everything, like gays, abortion, everything. Yeah. And then she also mentioned that like the prayer needs to stay there because like it was like going to prevent pregnancy somehow. I don't remember exactly what she said, but then she kind of like pursed her lips and like looked over at me, like pursed her lips and looked over at you. Yeah, as if she was saying like, like you know, this prayer keeps all the kids in the school from getting pregnant, like. So if you don't believe in the prayer, then you're obviously doomed. Like she just like gave me this look. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. oh wow. Yeah. And move this a little more, like a tray in front of your face. Oh, sorry. It's yeah. okay. Um, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Did you get so? Tell me about the death threats. Okay, so the or just lawsuit the threats started. In we filed the lawsuit in April 2011, and people knew about it instantly. Yeah, okay. I mean it was a big deal, and I missed school that day because I was at a press release. And then I came in the morning after, and i that's the very first time that the people in my homeroom did the under God thing at me, where they turned and screamed under God. Wow. And my homeroom teacher didn't do anything, just like completely. That's, my friend there. wrote a book about how, how girls bully each other, how it's in some ways harsher than the way guys bully each other. Because when a guy bullies each other, they'll just push someone down or punch them or something, and mm-hmm. the teacher can see that and be like, stop it, stop it. Mm-hmm. But teachers don't see every girl getting up from a table and leaving when the one ostracized girl sits down right. or the right. slut under your breath stuff. It's like they can't put a stop to it. Right. So that's like, the, but the homeroom teacher didn't do anything. He had to see that. Well, I mean, everyone in the homeroom did it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it was loud. It was clearly because of what was going on. Like, it wasn't just a random occurrence. Like, it was, it was definitely because of the prayer. And, <laughs> that and reminds my me teacher of just didn't do anything. Nothing. No. That reminds me of how they do it in, uh, when the Orioles play, when they sing the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Is that what they sing at baseball games? No. What do they sing before baseball games? Oh, they God do, bless America? Well, they do sing God bless America. It's the other one. Oh, say can you see. That's the Star Spangled yeah. Banner. Yeah. When they get to the O part in the middle, everyone yells O for the Orioles. Okay. It's actually wow. really nice. <laughs> it's actually like a, a really pleasant version. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say does that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Way less pleasant on your end. <laughs> yeah. One's encouragement. One's just hatred. And so it was every day. Yeah, and then, like, that was actually, like, the realization, like, this prayer, like, this, this Pledge of Allegiance that we say every morning is now being used as a weapon against me, and so I was just, like, when they yelled at me, I didn't really know what to do, but, because, I mean, when something like that happens, like, I wish I could have sat around for an hour thinking about what the correct response is, but it just happened, and so I just, in return, just turned my back and just sat down, Yeah. and for the rest of the year, and... I, I just, just didn't, oh really? I just didn't say it anymore. I just Wait, you turned your back? Yeah, I just what turned my back on them and sat down, and I and, and they actually didn't scream the under God at me again. Like it, that, I don't know why, but that worked for some reason. I just, just to turn I just away sat down and they just stopped saying it. And oh. so because I just stopped saying the prayer, they I guess felt like they couldn't really yell it at me anymore. And yeah, I don't know. But so when just, you don't give anybody any reaction, then it's it becomes really 
unsatisfying. Yeah. Like you need to get a rise out of somebody. What they were expecting me to do? Like, did they want me to like burst into tears or be like, I take it all back, I, I give yeah. up? Like, I don't know. It's what impressive they... that they did it in unison, though. Like, oh, they must have talked them. about it. <laughs> they must have talked about it. Like, hey, when we do the prayer, let's all scream. This I, I wouldn't so-and-so. put it past them. Yeah, I, I bet they did. Was it like one person who started, everyone joined in, or were they all right away? pretty right away yeah they had to talk about that they had to talk about it yeah Yeah, and i mean honestly i didn't expect it because i had come in that morning and it was day after the lawsuit and i thought that things were just gonna i mean i should have expected something but i didn't expect it to happen within the first two minutes of class like i thought that it would like maybe throughout the day there would be some awkward encounters or someone would say something but i didn't expect it to be instantly like immediately the the very first words that are said all morning or used to like it's just crazy (laughs) it's like the first two paragraphs of the day and you're already going like how am i getting hated yeah and oh it was just when did the the cops get involved because of the threats and all that yeah so the lawsuit went on for a while and for a while there was just nothing like we were just waiting on the judge to make a decision yeah um and i remember going to court and that was a really it was a mix of emotions it was stressful it was yeah uh scary it was also really really frustrating because i mean my my lawyers got their chance to say what they wanted to say and my lawyers were awesome um they were just brilliant my lawyer lynette labinger she was just she just knew exactly what wait what's her name lynette labinger that doesn't sound like a jewish name how could she be good at lawyering she is jewish actually <laughs> oh great all right yeah totally makes sense then perfect go on, go on with your story that's then. a coincidence yeah. um she yeah she just she was amazing and very supportive of not just the case but of me as a person and so i think that really helped a lot um, and, and so she had her chance to give her argument and everything and to the judge, who was also 80 years old and a conservative Catholic. <sighs> yeah. That's got to be tough going yeah. in. You're like, this looks like a bad idea to argue in front of this guy. Knowing that, I was really, really nervous at first. But I think I learned a lesson about judging people because yeah. he ended up uh, ruling in my favor. So That's what Ron anyway. Paul said when, when he was like, uh, people were like, oh, well, don't you believe, don't you, aren't you against abortion? And he's like, yeah, my religion, for me. That's have to do with what I'm going to rule for the country. Yeah. That's just what I do. I don't want to have an abortion. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, I just think it's wrong, but I'm, I'm allowing other people to, to do it because they there want it. There are lots it. of atheists who wouldn't have abortions. Like I, I, yeah. There's a lot of atheist people who won't have abortions, too. Yeah. Or like it's a human yeah. life. I believe it is a life, but also an inconvenience. So get rid of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay, did you take the stand in this trial at all? No, I, I had... I, just sat. I mean, okay. it was possible that I would have been asked questions, but I had already kind of been through that process. The other lawyers had their chance to question me, um, and it was so funny because I was, I was just this little kid, and I'm five feet tall. I've always been small, and I've always been quiet. Very short. Yeah, I am short. <laughs> and shy. When you got to the door, you're pretty shy. Yeah, everyone. See shutting down. Everyone meets me, and they always say like, "Oh, I thought you'd be taller." And I'm like. Well, you're a jerk. Like, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? You know what it is? They just don't expect people to be five feet tall. So they're like, I think everyone would be taller all than right, five feet. Right, I dated a girl who's five feet tall this, once. Because I have unlimited stories about that. About being, being short? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, especially with you being 6'4". Yeah. How, how tall are you? 6'3". I dated a girl who's five feet tall. And everyone, she hated it because everyone would say, oh, you guys are a cute couple. And she goes, you're only saying that because we have a height difference. <laughs> If, if I was 5'7 and he was 5'10, no one would say we're a cute couple. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I not. I don't mind she got mad about. No, I don't really mind it. I've always been small, so whatever. That's just the thing. Yeah. But 
Um, I used to be five feet. It's cool height. <laughs> middle like, schoolers, what, probably something. middle school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe early middle school. Um, so, what was I even saying? I don't know. It's tough to remember. I have an excuse if I smoke too much pot. I don't know what your excuse is. Uh, I'm just forgetful. <laughs> oh. enough. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Um, I apologize on the crowds when I'm on stage. I'm like, guys, I'm, I can't. I haven't smoked pot all day, and I can't form clear thoughts. I'm sorry. I apologize to you. Um, so you don't have to take the stand. Oh, they just okay. presented a legal argument. I was talking right? about the lawyers. So the lawyers were uh, Jew lawyers, yes. Asking, well, actually, the city's lawyers oh. who were super Catholic. Oh, um, that's why they lost. Take a lesson, America. Okay. Get Jew lawyers. Jewish yes. lawyers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, they were asking me questions, and I was, you know. 15, 16. Yeah. And they were like really intimidating and like in my face and like mean. And they were just like, so if you went into a museum and you saw like a painting of Jesus, would you want that down too? And I was like, nope. Yeah. Not a public school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from, yeah. but. And, and they would just ask me questions that were completely unjustified. And uh, my lawyer was there and. and I didn't have to... Would she stop them and go, no, 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 don't answer that. She would call them out on it and be like, that's not an appropriate question. Like, it has nothing to do with the case. And so I didn't have to answer every question they asked. But it it was just really like, what's wrong with you to, like, try to intimidate a kid like that? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I think it's really stupid. Like, you have a law degree and you're on that level where you're just like, ew, well, we want it to stay. Like, Now, who is is defending the the school? Who is is doing their case? Um, They were working pro bono. Actually, all of the lawyers involved were pro bono. Um, yeah. Which means that if they win, then the other side has to pay their lawyer's fees. Now, when you were 15 and this is happening, how long did it take you to stop laughing at the word pro bono? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was getting death threats daily, so it didn't take that long. Okay. But, uh, yeah, my, my lawyers would, like, the way that it was agreed was that if the city loses, which they did, um, they would have to pay my lawyer's fees. Yeah. And then if we lost the ACLU would have to pay the city's lawyer's fees so you wouldn't have to pay right okay the ACLU when they represent you covers everything um, and they're I seriously think they're just amazing I've, how do they I, get I money? don't have a single bad thing to say charity um, fundraising probably mostly fundraising yeah and donations cases probably yeah. probably have banner ads on their website too that probably has got to generate hundreds of dollars a year <laughs> Well, I know that there is, like a, is the there are annual dinners for different chapters and, and things like that. So there is a lot of fundraising, and a lot of amazing people donate to them. Um, I know some people donated to the ACLU on behalf of me because they really supported really? what I was doing. Yeah, and so uh, there are people out there who know that the ACLU is doing good work, which they are. Yeah. Um, Do you guys need more water or anything? No, no, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just ask me. Uh, yeah. So. We were in court, and I like one of the like most refreshing and like the little like light at the end of the tunnel for me was when uh, the city's lawyers were making their case, and they were saying like, "Well, you know, the prayer represents a period of time in this place, and we should preserve that. It's historic." They made a few different arguments, most of which contradicted another argument. Like what? Like. One, it's not a prayer, even though it says school prayer at the top of it. And then they would also say in the same breath that it was a student's work and that they have the right to express their religious uh, views. And so if it is a religious view, 
Then how is it not a prayer? Then how is it not a prayer? So yeah. like they're just completely contradicting themselves at every point. Um, but the interesting thing for me was when they said that it was historic and everything, and then uh, the judge just kind of calmly said, "Like I wonder how you would feel about the prayer if it was Buddhist." Yeah. And then uh, the lawyer was really taken aback, and I don't think he expected the judge. Yeah, because if anything. it was from if it was from you know 1912 and it was Buddhist. Yeah. Yeah, will they be defending it as much? No, obviously not. And wow. the reason that he was doing it pro bono was because he's something it was something he personally believed in. The lawyer involved, like he yeah. was doing it because he was very religious himself. Yeah. And wanted to win the case because and then the funniest thing was too, the city was being represented like their lawyers were part of like an organization that was uh the Beckett Fund for Religious Freedom or Religious Liberty or something like that. And they're like the opposite of the ACLU. So wherever the ACLU comes in and says, like, you can't put religion in the government, they come in and say, yes, you can. And they lose most times. But um, anyway, they have religious in the in the title of their organization while they're claiming that they're not defending religious, religious prayer. So it's just... Here's I mean, the problem that lawyers have that are defending, um, like, the Christian side of things or the religious side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like when gay marriage came up to court, when they were doing the appeals, first they put it out, in, at least in California, to, to like a popular vote. I can't believe they lost that vote. Those was Prop 8, right? Yeah. yeah. That was the worst I've ever felt about being a Californian. Yeah, when I saw them true. marching down the street, they marched down Sunset, and, um, and it was just hundreds of people marching down the middle of Sunset Boulevard, angry. Calm people being angry. Like gays aren't, they don't, they're not rioters. Yeah, you know, generally they they're like, let's shit. stay to ourselves. They don't even have windows in their bars. They're just like, we're just going to stay by ourselves here. And they're all just because they were allowed to legally marry for a while, and then they had to go and take away that right. I can see not getting it a right, but like to have it and then having it taken away. I just saw them like walking on the street. And I just felt so bad. Yeah. yeah, I was like, we're supposed to be the state that leads uh, anyway. But the problem the lawyers had was the religious lawyers had was they can't bring the Bible as a that proof. So what religious, like what legal there is no, reasons why you have against so it? Yeah, because there's no reason you can't say to God said gay marriage yeah. that isn't religious. Yeah. Every single argument against gay marriage is religious, so it should have no standing. Yeah. There should be no case against gay marriage. Yeah, it, should just be, it should just be legal everywhere in the country. I cannot <laughs> see where this is an issue in the 21st century. Yeah, I, it's baffling. Yeah, just keep to yourself. If you want to teach your children not to marry another person of your gender, then fucking teach them that. But n- not publicly. Or they're allowed to do it anyway. Yeah. Whatever. We agree. Um, <laughs> all right. So then the judge, what did he say when he made his ruling? Well, he uh, did that a little later on after just some months of just waiting. And I remember getting the phone call from the executive director of the Rhode Island ACLU. Uh-huh. And he just said, hey, Jess. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, we won and it had been months since I'd heard anything and so I just freaked out and I was like oh my god shut up and I was jumping up and down outside I was on the floor and uh, it was so exciting but the sad part is like I didn't know that it was just going to get worse from that point because I thought like oh my god it's finally over I'm done I don't have to deal with this anymore but that's this is the beginning of act two just so you know that was like story (laughs) yeah well I mean it's, it's really just that's when all the people started threatening me and started uh, harassing me in school. I was... How long? Next day? Oh, yeah. I started instantly. I started that night when people found out. Like, I just started getting all of these tweets at me. 
Yeah. And I will show you those too. They're, they've all been screenshotted. Oh yeah, let me have them. I'll put yeah, them up. they're really awful. Some of them, and a lot of them came from kids who I went to school with, who were saying that like, let's all like beat her up tomorrow, or I sit behind her in biology class, I'm going to throw stuff at her, and like, uh, I got followed home from school one day, and By people whom? drove past my house just like screaming things out the window at me. Um, I don't know who it was exactly. Uh, I got How like really you? threatening emails. I got like physical mail too, like people handwritten letter. Yeah, hand- oh, that's <laughs> nice, old timey. Oh, <laughs> it's on yeah. some level, it's like a handwritten nice letter, t- t- like uh, no stamp. So there's that personal touch. Yeah, like, they were here. Great. Yeah, <laughs> this is perfect. Yep, and it was uh, basically saying that they were going to kill me, that they mm-hmm. were going to kill my family, that my younger sister who went to school with me, like she was in trouble. I think they called me a slut a few times, and that like just ridiculous. And then we brought it to the police station and the police officers were like is it actually a threat i'm like yes like oh well, it's a real threat whether or not you, they intend to do something or not why are you treating this like it's not a big deal like, they the, obviously know where i live yeah here's the cool thing about death threats that i, I i've i'm been over i got them a bunch mm-hmm. when i was uh, maybe 10 years ago i did these videos these faux racist videos yeah, yeah and i just got tons of just death threats my myspace to whatever was online at the time people were like i'm gonna kill you when i see you and it took a while for me to realize, like, oh, they're just, they're full of shit. They're never going oh, to. Oh, they absolutely are. Yeah. But it's still, like, but if I, you. if I called the cop, year old girl. Yeah, like, some, one guy kept calling my house, and that was, like, annoying at the time, because I was like, it's waking me up, or it's waking my girlfriend up. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to, like, that's just annoying. So I'd have to tell the cops, like, can you just, like, I don't want you to arrest him. I know he doesn't mean to kill me, but just go over there and threaten him and make him stop harassing me with death threats. He went too far. Just tell him to stop. So the cops didn't want to do anything? Well, I mean, they like looked at it and were like, oh, okay, actually, that is real. I'm oh, like, okay. Like, finally, took right. it seriously, but it's like they just had this attitude from the beginning that I was just like... Troublemaker. Just like, yeah, making a big deal out of nothing. Um, and, yeah. And so, like, just it was this just constant thing. Um, the mayor of my school, this actually didn't happen exactly then, but the mayor of my school came in one day during Diversity Week while the case was going on. You have a mayor of school? I mean, I, meant, I meant a mayor of the city came oh. into the school. Yeah, of Sorry. Of Quahog? Of Cranston? Um, yeah. How he close is your city to Quahog, by the way? It's Fictional. Not, it at all? Exist. Not even similar at all? <laughs> Wait, how similar is it or how close? Similar. Oh, okay. oh, similar? I don't know. I, I don't know. There's less Larry. shenanigans. There's a lot of shenanigans. There's less shenanigans <laughs> right. in Cranston. Less than shenanigans, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but the people are Mohawk fucking crazy. Exist. Everyone oh, who, yeah. I, like, I, they say, where are you from? And I say, Rhode Island. They're like, oh my God, like, family guy? And I'm like, yes, only that city does not exist. All I know from Rhode Island now is RISD, um, you, and family guy. And that's it. <laughs> that's all you really need. Yeah. It's all that can fit physically yeah. in the oh, state. Oh, yeah. It's so small. <laughs> one of those states they had to write the name of the state on the ocean because there's no room for <laughs> yeah, it on a map yeah. <laughs> it felt bad for those states um, it's full name is actually Rhode Island and Providence Plantations which nobody knows you have to have been raised there to know really? that yeah. do they write R.I.P.P. on there? no but like on like like official documents they have the full name on wow. it wow yeah. provincial what? of Providence Plantations oh, Rhode Island and Providence Plantations yeah. It was just the slave houses from Rhode Island <laughs> and the Providence that so was like they banded the together. History, but. Yeah, <laughs> like let's not all like, just because something is historical doesn't mean you just have to keep it there. Yeah, like, like all these re- separate water fountains have been part of our community for <laughs> for two hundred years. How can we get rid of them now? It was actually one of the most common ways to refute the whole historic argument was was the segregated water fountains. So, yeah, yeah, which actually funny Rhode Island thing we call them bubblers. Oh uh, what? 
water fountains. fountains. Like drinking fountains. They're called bubblers. Like really? that you drink out of. They're called bubblers. I'd never heard that. I heard with I had never called Wisconsin them a drinking that, fountain. Like Just I drink guess. fountain in general? Yeah. What's called bubblers? We call, in California, we call bubblers a small pipe that has a, a, a little bit of water in it. <laughs> so then yeah, the pack ups are there. Don't have too much though. I understand what people now think when I say that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean to say, because I was like in Alabama at a friend's school uh, to speak there. And I said something like, well, well, where's the bubbler? And that was the first time it had ever been an issue in my life. People are like, all right, Jessica uh, Parties, get over here, I'll no show idea. you the bubbler. <laughs> 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 he just looked at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been like one of the... My British friends started making up words. I went to college with people who have had like a year abroad. And people were always, every time they said the lift instead of the elevator, people would be so like, what? Wow, you say the lift? That they eventually they were like, Ugh, and they just started making up words. Like instead of pass us all, they're like, can you pass the jibby jubes? And then they're like, what? Like, oh, you don't call it that? Weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> see people buying into that then. Yeah. And they start calling yeah, they just it. let them have it. They'd be like, yeah, just spread that. English people call it jibby jube. Oh, um, so, <laughs> where were we? I don't even In this story. So well, the death threats started yeah, coming. Death threats. How long? Oh, wait, how long until it took you to realize they weren't serious? Um, I mean, I didn't really think any of them were. I mean, it was scary for a while. Yeah, when you see people but, following you home. Yeah, you that like, was that was really scary. And then, um, oh, I was talking about the mayor. At one oh, yeah. point, he had come in, and he just—it was for Diversity Week. And I just—I uh-huh. like this story, even though it's out of place. Um, he was speaking about he's. Chinese American, and so he was talking about how he's a minority, but despite that, he has you know been a successful politician and he's been mayor and everything. And he's just saying that you know being a minority shouldn't get in the way of, of doing what you want to do. And yeah. then at the end, there was a Q and A, and somebody asked how he felt about the prayer. And we're sitting right in the auditorium, and so this person points to the prayer, or the mayor points to the prayer and says. I think the prayer should say exactly where it is, and he goes on for like five minutes talking about why it should stay there and how he's Catholic and whatever. And this and is the whole school assembly. This was a, a it was a full auditorium full, so I don't know yeah. exactly how many people that was, but it was it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he said that, everybody jumped out of their seats and started cheering and like screaming. Did they rally behind someone who has the same opinion as them? Yes. Any and new person has the same opinion. They're like, it's not like they say, no matter what he says, we're going to trust him because we we trust him. Generally, mm-hmm. they wait till he talks and then it's either said, No, you're crazy, or like, Yay, see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And he was obviously just pandering for votes. Yeah. And, you know? And, and so. Ugh, really? Oh, yeah. And, and then, and the funniest thing to me was this is in the middle of diversity week. He's talking about minorities and yeah. how they should still, you know, be able to have respect and then be able to pursue their dreams and all that. And he's having this like really nice little talk. And then at the end, everyone who just heard the speak, including speech, including the guy who gave the speech is now saying that boo, the minority. So it's like, this is the school I go to or went to anyway. It's just ridiculous. Um, and, And nobody saw the hypocrisy. Nobody saw anything wrong with that. And so there was that. And then there was another interesting little thing that I guess I have to tell you. Um, my representative, from Rhode Island? Yeah. Um, his name was Peter Palumbo. And he was on a radio talk show. 
for this guy named John DePietro, and John DePietro is crazy. What, what kind of, is he like right wing, left wing? Is he a political guy? Oh yeah, he's everything. Shock talk. What he's is everything. it? He's, kind of crazy right. He's like a which one's or something that's right wing. Yeah. Never, I never know which one's right and left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's conservative. Yeah. Okay. Fuck the gays and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, don't fuck the gays. <laughs> don't fuck the gays. <laughs> fuck them, but don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let me be very clear what I mean. Don't. Um, <laughs> well, he. What did he say? He was. Or John DePietro, the guy whose radio show it is, he was talking about me constantly, like every day for a while. And he hated me. He, okay. Yeah, hated me. And so he had the representative, my representative, ironically, he came on the show and he, they were talking about me and discussing the case. And this is someone in the U.S. House of Representatives? Is that what that means? Representative? Correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not and, a senator, a House of No, like local, local representative oh, for yeah. the city. Okay. And so he. Um, he ended up calling me an evil little thing. Like he's my representative, and he went on a radio show and called me an evil little thing. What was the th- what was the context of that? <laughs> I read no, that. I, I think it's hilarious. Somewhere, but, but like he was, was he just like, what do you think of Jessica uh, Alquist? Yeah, and he it goes, was basically that she's an evil little thing. Mm-hmm. And then called you a puppet or something. He, or a he, pawn. he called me it? a pawn star, P A W N, and he said that like jokingly because people had said that the ACLU was using me as their pawn mm-hmm. to do their bidding or whatever. Don't think that. And so he he's like, oh, she's a little pawn star. Like, haha, isn't that funny? You're also a misogynist. <laughs> so there was also that. And and it was just so crazy because that, um, that little nickname that he had made for me, the yeah. evil little thing, um, it ended up completely backfiring on him because I guess I haven't really talked about it, but after that first meeting and after it was on the news, yeah. um, I had made a Facebook page like over the summer that was just called like support the removal of the Cranston high school West prayer. Okay. And it, nobody joined it. I was literally the only person in the group because I was the only person. Really? Oh, yeah. that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't care what your cause is. If you're the only person in a Facebook group, that's a sad situation. Well, I was, I was, but now it's completely full because after that night, um, it was on the, the local news and people started like researching it. Yeah. And even like surrounding areas like parts of Massachusetts and Connecticut and stuff, um, people saw it on the news and then ended up like researching it, found the page, joined the page, and then started supporting oh, it. Oh, that's and the joy so, of the internet. Yeah. And so people exactly. other people were now aware of you because he said this thing. No, like, I'm who's sorry. This, I, this is out of this before. context again. Okay. No, this was before. And then, like, as it progressed, more and more people joined the group, and it was eventually up to, like, 5,000 or so people. It was like, nice. it was pretty significant by the end. Um, it still actually gets people in it every day, like, joining it. But Even though it's down. I haven't really checked yeah, on it in a no while. There's reason for it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, this Peter Palumbo guy. So, the atheist community had kind of found me, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know these things existed. These, like, atheist, like, events and, like, not even just necessarily atheists, but just secular, mm-hmm. like just secular people who are skeptical of supernatural beings and all that. Um, they come together and they have events and they even have their like superstar speakers you yeah. know, who like come to all the events and speak. And uh, I, I had never knew that this existed. I mean, I was pretty young. I am pretty young. And so like, I'm not going to kick myself for not knowing that it existed, yeah. but it was really awesome to find that because there were other people like you. Yeah. The, Cause I had felt completely isolated when people said you're the only one. Oh, it did yeah. kind of have some truth to it. Like I felt like I was completely alone. This is what and I so, read about the uh, gays in like world war one. Uh, they were drafting people mm-hmm. and they were a lot of more from small towns. It was way more, uh, America was way less big town oriented then. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the population keeps moving to big towns now, but like uh, back then. So it's like, 
there was 200 people in your town, 1,000 people, and you thought you were the only gay guy. And so you didn't know how to deal with it. And then you get you know, to some, I don't know, post somewhere, and there's somebody checking you in, and he knows you're gay because he's gay too. And he goes, hey, there's others like us. And you're like, what? And he goes, yeah, we got a whole community here. And then they all just explored the side of them that they thought they were like all alone. Was it like that? We just thought you were like alone and then get this like Yeah, and actually atheists constantly compare coming like they constantly coming out of the compare, closet. like yeah, yeah. Just like finding other atheists and like feeling comfortable with themselves to the gay thing because it's it's very similar in yeah. the way it feels. And I know gay atheists who can vouch for that. So When I, I told I my parents I was atheist, my dad said I was lower than a dog. Because even a dog believes in God. I was like, oh, that's hard, man. You're making this hard wow. for me. <laughs> tried opening up. And yeah, that is. Nah, he's cool now, but it took, him, it took him a little while. Yeah, wow. I was like, how do you even know that? But I couldn't like argue back. I'm like, what do you mean dogs believe in God? There's no research based on that. They done yeah. it. Like, where's your math on that? But don't people, isn't the Christian belief that like only humans go to heaven? Like, I don't know, don't maybe. Everyone's got their own yeah. interpretation. Well, yeah. I feel like a lot of those things, there's no belief until somebody brings it up and then some priest goes, well, definitely not because of his first thought on yeah. something. Or definitely yes or definitely no. Yeah. Instead of like, well, let me research what my... What my I think it's interesting <laughs> that there's no like... Uh, biblical law about like computers and like internet and all that stuff like so where do we look for guidance on that stuff (laughs) like we have nothing (laughs) only the current pope jim jeffries has this bit about god and he goes the 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 ark no one the ark there's no mention of kangaroos on the ark um just so happens that kangaroos only really exist in australia which is a place they didn't know about when they were writing the, the fucking Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah. So were they just not saved? Or he goes, it's a pretty cool animal. You'd think you'd mention it. It's one of the cool animals. Oh, as if that's the biggest logical fallacy about that. It's <laughs> just one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My other friend had a bit about the Ten Commandments, not Ten Commandments, the um, Noah and the Ark. And he said, you could tell that story to a retarded 10-year-old and he would have some questions. <laughs> questions, doubts, wouldn't believe it. I don't think... You know, I, my brothers, like I said, are 12 and 7. I don't think they've believed that for a second. At all? No. No. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, where were we now? I like these sidetracks I get into in my podcast. They're interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, where were we? I'm uh, I, just, I think I was just talking about some of the backlash. Oh, oh yeah, the, the little The thing. atheist community, yeah. right? So, the Oh, no, yeah, so a backlash against... We were talking about that dude, too. Yeah. The pretty little thing. Peter Palumbo, and yeah. how he called me that. And... So oh, the atheist discovered. community found out, and this was once I had quite a bit of support because once it was like it was small and I was gaining support, but by the time that you know this guy the called me an evil little thing and, and the lawsuit that. was a big deal, it was mm-hmm. on national television. I think it was actually it was in the London Times. Wow! So I know that it actually did reach people in God, other countries. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's like that's what you, that's a story of our country yep. that they're hearing. That's what we're famous yeah. for. Like, wait, one little girl has to fight against a town to, <laughs> to, for them to uphold their laws. Fictional. It seems like I couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the atheist community responded by making T-shirts that said "evil little thing" on them, and then selling them. And and this guy named Hemet Meta, he has a blog called The Friendly Atheist. And he's awesome. And so he started... Hamet Mehta? Hamet Mehta. He's Indian. Um, he started a scholarship for me because he wanted... Or the atheist community wanted to show that they support what I was doing and that, you know, some good can come of standing up for your beliefs and all that. And so he started this uh, scholarship on his blog and then 
somebody else, I think J.T. Eberhard, he worked for a secular organization. He started these T-shirts, and all of the proceeds from that were also going to the scholarship. So it was just backfiring really bad on, and wow. on my Wow, how much money did you raise? The scholarship ended up being roughly sixty thousand dollars. Sixty grand from the t-shirts? Oh, from, from the, the funds? From from total, the whole thing. Wait, what did the t-shirts look like compared uh, to the Christian t-shirts? Oh, they were much classier. They were a little better. You could you yeah. could get like a, whatever color shirt with whatever color font on it. Oh, nice. And you okay. could even choose the font sometimes. Like there was like three different fonts you could do, and they, yeah. I mean, as far as like technical things, like internet savviness and all that stuff i think atheists are way better yeah. and i don't want to sound like judgmental <laughs> or anything but it's just true in my experience it's because it's hard to keep believing in these fake stories when you have access to unlimited information yeah, exactly that's true when you hear that robert smith was an uneducated 12 year old or 17 year old when he found these buried golden tablets mm-hmm. you're like what oh i didn't know about that and you're like yeah neither did they mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why they keep believing in it <laughs> you know what the mormons believe Full belief. They don't teach it anymore because it's so ridiculous. They believe that Joseph Smith came to America. I did this on my CD, but I don't care. They believe Joseph Smith came to America in whatever. No, not just Jesus came to America with Hebrews. And they became the Native Americans. Maybe. He left them there. And they're the Native Americans. Even though they look nothing like me. I'm, I'm a Hebrew. Like that's, <laughs> right. Indians don't look like me. But then they also say, that's ridiculous enough, but they also say then Jesus then, and he buried golden tablets and then left. But he said that he also went to the moon and buried more golden tablets and he brought more Hebrews with him and he started a race of people called the Lunarians where they still live. Lunarians? Lunarians. Like Lunies? Uh, no, L-U, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. L-U-N. But yeah, it goes, they, were still, they still believed in it until we went to the moon and then they were like, hey, your story is clear, clearly fake now. They went by boat, like just all the way across from to the moon <laughs> well no to here to the states like how oh get I, I don't know if it says how he got here i think it was like a uh maybe a transporter system i'm not really sure <laughs> he's, just, he's jesus he's yeah. magic. jesus and jesus. all these mormons like they don't really teach it. i'm like they don't teach it anymore look harder it's in your it's in your books right. it is and, crazy that is one of the craziest ones out there because when but, you make up lies you only make it up based on your information you have available right so you wouldn't know about certain things. You don't have mention of computer in in the uh, in the in the Bible because they wouldn't even have thought of. They couldn't even yeah. conceive of it. They didn't know what a molecule was, and they didn't think anyone would actually go to the moon to test their story. And that to be a huge that's nerd. Totally safe. That's the most safe lie you can think of. Then, yeah. <laughs> anyway, not to, not to be a really big nerd about this, but uh, the Constitution actually is like one of the only documents that's ever been written. That allows it to change itself as, oh, yeah. as society and as humans evolve mm. and, and do new things. So it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to choose one over another, why don't you choose the one that can change and adapt? And yeah. the one that you have to believe in consistently. The Bible can adapt too. It's just people don't even realize it. They don't realize that they're adapting, like, you know, wearing different types of linen or, you know, selecting their beliefs. You know, they just don't even realize it. It's still adapting. Mm-hmm. They're just. Yeah. So I'm just for Twitter followers. Or people who exactly. tell me, Oh yeah, I'm Catholic or, or I'm I'm some religion. But you know, I definitely think gays should get married. Even though it explicitly says that that's awful not. and terrible and you'll doom to be hell. Yeah, that means you're that. not a Christian. Stop it. Then Just you're not a Christian. It. So stop it. And yeah, and I don't agnosticism like this. pisses me off too. I, what pisses you off? Agnosticism. Why? <laughs> because I feel like Either you believe in a God or you don't. There's no point in having a belief that is, I don't know. That's not yeah. a belief. You know what that is? I realized what I was doing after a while when I was agnostic. I was like, I'm being a pussy. 
It, it's a false middle ground. Yeah, it it's is. like it's like you can say it and it's less taboo. It could be that way people won't bother me. It could be, but instead of like yeah. no, no, if I don't believe, then I think that it's not. Well, I mean, yeah. could be. It's like you can say anything with could be. You can believe it anything right. with could right. be as an answer, as a proof. It's not a belief. There's no there's no point in defining I don't know because yeah. it, you don't call it. The gossip. only reason you're even saying it is because so many people around us believe in it. But if they didn't, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Plus, There'd if you're no agnostic agnostics. about God, are you agnostic about the tooth fairy and yeah. monsters? Like, what? Where do you draw the line? And everyone I'd, has to be agnostic because no one does know. Because if someone did actually, and you don't actually everyone, know, there's no tooth fairy. Right, right. It's the same. Yeah, everyone thing. has to be agnostic. But here's why I realized finally: there's nothing in my life that I'll accept when there's zero proofs for it. Like, there's never been any single proof for it at all. It's like, then why are we even talking about it? Well, that's the difference between logic and philosophy. Like, okay, Uh, so, oh, well, you can't know that to be true, and you can get into the philosophy of it, but when it comes down to real life, is this true or isn't it? Do you believe in this or don't you? Are there enough facts supporting this or aren't there that you have to live your life with believing in one or the other? And if you, like, you can philosophize all day about why you shouldn't have to choose one, but you do, because that's how you have to live life. Like, it's just the truth. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, um, these dirty little thing t-shirts started selling. I think I want one of those t-shirts. I gotta, I gotta, (laughs) they still sell them. (laughs) I feel like that'd be cool. Especially if they get felt lettering, like white felt on a, on like a navy blue shirt or, Something like that. That would probably be pretty they, cool. They do look pretty thing. cool, actually. And I, I have one. I think it's pink shirt with black lettering. That's that's that. cool for a girl. Yeah, yeah. It's neat to see them like go to a conference or get so together awesome. or something. You see people wearing them. See people wearing them. And I like, see oh, people wearing so them like at these mm-hmm. events that we go to, and like sometimes they'll be like, "Oh my god!" Like, will you sign my shirt? And it's just like, really? I cannot believe that. The series of events that I went through led me to this point. People are asking me to sign their T-shirt that they are wearing because of me. Like it's it's just crazy. Like I couldn't have if that at that first meeting someone had told me that would happen. <laughs> sign like, T-shirts what? on this. Yeah, this is crazy. So yeah. it's just and, and there was the Reason Rally. Do you know anything about that? Nope. You might have heard about that. Okay, I've it heard was about it, but the I don't know what it, is. it was kind of marketed as like the biggest secular event ever in history. Okay. Um, and and it was it was on the National Mall. Okay. In DC, and that's where we used to watch fireworks every July Fourth. Yeah, it, it's really, really pretty there. Oh yeah, it's yeah, awesome. It's yeah, it was my first time going. Was- By the way, the Holocaust Memorial is right behind that, like the back really? door of the Holocaust Memorial. So I went to the Holocaust Memorial and then really needed to smoke pot after that because <laughs> it was a t- it's a tough it's a tough visit. It ain't yeah. like the Air and Space Museum. Okay. It's a, it's a tough one. I can imagine. There's no place to smoke pot there. There's just a wide open field no. with one giant like structure in the middle. At the Reason Rally, they had like just tons of porter potties, and I think a buddy of mine went into one of those. Ugh. You had to like plug your nose. Yeah, <laughs> hold your nose and breathe in through only Ew. your mouth. Ew, not it's grody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet there was tons of pot at the Reason Rally. Oh, yeah, probably, probably, yeah. Was... Um, but uh, the Reason Rally was huge. It was yeah. a big, big, big deal. And I had only been involved in the atheist community for less than a year at this point. And uh, the a bunch of different organizations that are, I guess, specifically atheist or free-thinking, secular organizations, whatever you want to call them, um, one in particular was the American Atheists, and they... Uh, really helped in, in making this event happen. And so they got all different atheist speakers to come in. So actually, Richard Dawkins, you know who that mm-hmm. is? Yep, Richard Dawkins was there. Adam Savage. Uh, Adam Savage, the guy from Mythbusters. Oh. Yep, really? he was there. Um, 
I think Eddie. Bill Maher, he made a video for the event, but he wasn't actually there in person. Um, Who's who that other comedian? Uh, Eddie Izzard, is that his name? Eddie Izzard. Yeah, yeah, I think he was there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and... Like, up with all of these people is little me. And, and, like, (laughs) I got invited to speak there. Did you feel out of place? Yeah. Also, do you know who Tim Minchin is? Uh Uh-huh. He was there. Wow, he's really good. I didn't only meet Tim Minchin, but one of the coolest moments today in my entire life is I I was, like, I I had just gone to his concert, too, like, a year before. He does music, too, in his concert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I wanted to hate that guy. Because I heard, I was like, all right, you're a musical comic. I get it. And people are like, no, give him another chance. He's not, he's he's not so like that. amazing. Yeah, he's really good. He's so talented. <laughs> he had a thing on God. Was it a song? He he's has lots of stuff, of stuff about God. Got- I remember, uh, wow, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, he's has really glorious, good songs that aren't. There was a cool documentary. Why me funny. You can find it at, around, but he, uh. He started out as just like a normal comic, I'm pretty sure. Then he like started doing all the eyeliner and like the hair crazy. And yeah, stuff. that's why I thought I would hate him. I was yeah. like, I get what you are, but a I was wrong. Of, I was just like, if anyone can stuff. do it, yeah. he can, I think. Like, he can yeah, pull he it off. It off well. and, and so I had like, like just kind of discovered him on my own. Yeah. And then less than a year later, um, I won my lawsuit and he tweeted at me like, congratulations. And I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. Wow. And then like a few months after that, um, I got invited to speak there, and I saw that he was going to be speaking there, singing there, I guess. And I just freaked out all over again. And like this whole time, like it's so funny because I'm just such a fangirl. It's like this, <laughs> the atheist community has like accepted me with these open arms and like kind of put me on a pedestal to a degree. And like I go to conferences, and like sometimes it can be weird. Like people ask me to sign things and stuff, and I don't even feel like I deserve all that. But then like they little do they know that I'm really just like oh my god everyone else is here he's so yeah. famous and I'm yeah. so excited and it's, it's just really funny uh, but so Tim so, Mission was there yeah. and it was just the coolest event ever it was raining that day but there was like the speaker's tent she yeah. gets to be in the speaker's tent meanwhile I'm in the rain my friends Fuck and yeah. I drove from North Dakota to DC mm-hmm. really? Yeah. how long is that drive? 24 hours 26 hours straight. Something like, straight we did we rented a minivan and we had seven switched guys. off yeah, sleep and switch off. off. Yeah, um, uh, how many people were at this recent rally? Twenty estimates like twenty five so? to thirty thousand. Wow! So it was, it was the huge. biggest event by far for wow. straight up secular purposes. And, and yeah. all I really did was just go out there and just. What'd like, you say? Yeah, I just kind of like talked about how thankful I was really to have found these people who supported me, and then actually they presented me with a scholarship there. And so sixty thousand dollars scholarship. That'll pay for one year of a state school. Depends <laughs> on where you go, yeah. but yeah. And, it's gone and out of hand. It was just. It, it was so. It was so touching, and I like looked down into the crowd, and I could see people wearing the T-shirt. Wow! And it was just so awesome. It has to be one of the coolest moments of my life, and I couldn't even see the end of the audience. So it was like I'm she up there. Twenty five thousand. I've never played in front of that much. Who's traumatized? I just hate public speaking. Hate it. And I'm up there in front of. 20,000 people and I just can't even see the end of it but I felt so good about it it was so amazing and you know just to make things even crazier like I met Adam Savage and he was like oh yeah you're great and then like Tim Minchin sees me and he's like I love you and he like hugged me and it was just (laughs) crazy and then I was in the speaker's tent which was like behind the stage and Richard Dawkins is just casually sitting there and everyone's just hanging Tim Minchin and Richard Dawkins and do you know who Fred Phelps is? 
He's the son yes. of the Westboro no, Baptist Church. Nathan oh. Phelps is Nathan the son. Nathan Phelps. Okay, Fred so Phelps Fred Phelps is, is the dad. Yeah. Nathan Phelps is his son. Yeah. Nathan Phelps was there because he's really? an open he's atheist. Gone, he's gone out. He's gone away. Yeah, yeah he so he was there. 18. So it was like these three guys just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. I just like go over and like sit, and I'm just like, <laughs> nobody look at me. <laughs> just don't even know what to wow. do with myself. I was just so in awe. But, I mean. Those, those, those T-shirts are like jerseys for people. That they want to wear yeah. their team's jerseys. I mean, they're like the nerdiest kind of jersey. I, I have comedy shows. People show up with podcast t-shirts, like different people's podcasts or just mm-hmm. comedy t-shirts in general. Yeah. It's just like them showing like, I support this comic. Like they might wear a 10 inch. It's okay. never that, but t-shirt. We're just yeah. like, look at me. I'm, I'm, it, yeah, it's just a jersey. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I have new Skeptic Tank t-shirts available. If you go to my website, ariashapir.com, get a new Skeptic Tank t-shirt. what you're wearing? Or is that oh, no, it's just oh, a, a woot okay. shirt. I got you. Or a robot at breakdance all the time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was trying to read that earlier. Oh. You know, people like people. too wordy, right? That's about as much as you can go. How, how like compared to this? How how wordy was that prayer T-shirt? Oh, it was way longer than that. It was way more it condensed. Was, it yeah, they have to put the letters of the prayer. Yeah. It was a picture of the prayer. It's oh, like someone really? took a Polaroid of worse. the mural on the wall and then took that Polaroid and put it on a shirt and started screen printing. Oh, Christians, if you if you're anyone's listening. It's, listen, fine. Do what you want. The privacy on home. You can dress better. That's not part of your tenets. Join us in fashion. It doesn't hurt you. All right. Well, um, and on top of that, I tried to buy one and they wouldn't let me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like, Come on. I'm giving you money for yeah. like. <laughs> what do they raise money for that for? Uh, they wanted to like preserve the prayer somehow because this was after I had won and they were like, well, we want to raise money to preserve it and do something with it and I guess they did, did. They? yeah I mean they didn't I don't think they raised enough from that the city ended up paying for that but how would you feel if they took the prayer down and um, some sort of concrete way without destroying it well that's what they did they, they took the whole wall down they whole cut wall a giant out. hole in the wall this, the prayer was like six by eight okay so that's big and then yeah. they just cut a hole out of the wall not six by eight probably all like the way through wall. the wall it was it was probably like four by six like it's a goddamn Berlin wall yeah, and they printed like, like we have to preserve this. And the original uh, author, who was a student, he was like interviewed about it, and they put it in this undisclo- undisclosed location. Yeah, they wouldn't and stuff tell. No one would tell the media where it was because they didn't want the evil atheists to go and. But if it was in somebody's backyard, yeah. you wouldn't care at all, right? Somebody's no. like, I want to put this up because I've been in this. Yeah. No, I don't care what happens to it. I just only belongs in, in a school. school. I think like people were talking about like maybe giving it to a private school or donating it to a church or something like that. I don't know what anyone's going to do with a giant chunk of wall, but yeah. if somebody wants it, by all means, take it. Now, if they had just if the first Jewish mom that that said, "Hey, you should take this down mm-hmm. to the principal or to the ACL," if they had just been like, "Oh yeah, you're right," and just taken it down, what would the reaction have been? I don't think anyone would have ever noticed. Seems like you're probably I right. That's really what I feel like too. I don't think it would have been a big deal because I don't think anyone knew it was there. <laughs> I think the people once they found out were like, "Oh well, she's an atheist, and I don't agree with atheism." I'm but outraged about this thing I just that. found it out had about. Nothing to do with atheism. Like yeah. I wasn't saying I want an atheist creed put up that says that no one believes in God in its place. Like no, it never happened. I was just yeah. saying that. Oh, the most ridiculous argument. Well, one of the there are some amazing ones. Um, this one tried to claim that all of the blank walls in the school were atheist walls, and so ha, there ha, was ha, a- ha. I like that. 
I sort of like that. Not as an argument against doing that, but I sort of like that. Blank walls are what atheists believe. Yeah. I'm looking at a blank wall now. Atheism. It's like it's bald not, is the not atheist a wall. Color. Yeah. It's just a blank wall. There's just yeah. no belief there at all. If, it's just, yeah. if all you put on a wall is beliefs, then there'll be nothing on an now atheist wall. At the wall. Yeah, it's like, a beautiful so white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wall of wall. purgatory. <laughs> yeah. I sort of like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was no, to hate I love you, but. it. I think it's awesome. I yeah. think that as far as like irony and just awesome, like real life comedy, that's what this was. Yeah. It was just awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, now it's awesome now that I can look back on it, but. Um, were you there when they took it down? No. You no, didn't they, go to it. They tried to do it like over a break or something like that so that no one would be there because whatever they were. How, how long after the judge said you got to take it down till. Uh, pretty, pretty immediately. I mean, they, they had, the city got a chance to talk about whether or not they wanted to appeal the, uh-huh. the ruling and they decided not to. Cause it's already because already cost them this much money. Yeah. Cause they, it already cost them that much money. And guess who got blamed for having spent that money? Me. I got blamed <laughs> because the city was irresponsible with the decisions that they made. People do that all the time. When you see that, that video, that dog getting shot by the police I saw that on Reddit or something yeah. I didn't click on it uh, this guy was just filming cops on his cell phone yeah. and he had had run-ins with them before but they were doing something he was just behind barricades just filming dog? them the guy who was it was his dog and he had this Rottweiler on him and eventually he's just filming them going back and forth really obviously being cunty about it you know yeah, yeah but, they always um, do yeah and uh, <laughs> saying, I, I, it's my right my civil liberties you can't like, alright but you can also just leave but eventually they started coming at him he put his dog into his car um, and then got out. They immediately arrested him, put his hands behind his back, didn't do anything illegal. And then uh, the dog started going nuts in the car. Because his owner is... Yeah, his owner, he sees his owner is in some sort of peril or he can tell it's like bad. And he's barking like crazy and there's this crack in the window and he just keeps... And he gets out of the, of the window. And the guy's like, don't shoot my dog. Please don't shoot my dog. And the dog comes up to him he's barking at them. And he makes like one... And they just put three bullets in this dog. Jesus. And the, the oh most, my god! Yeah, it's horrible. You see him like shaking his legs too. Oh my god! For doing what exactly? Yeah, for well, that, filming them. Right now, here's the thing: people were like, "Those cops didn't set out to shoot a dog, so it wasn't like that was their intent." Mm-hmm. But people were like, "This all could have been avoided if that guy wasn't being such a cunt." And you're like, "No, that's not where the blame lies. The right. blame lies on someone going overstepping their authority." Yeah, that's yeah. blaming the victim. Why did, yeah. What reason did they have to arrest him in the first place? Yeah, that's what they said. That's what they said to. Um, to uh, hold on, let me not forget the name because I'll feel like an asshole. Rosa Parks. They were like, <laughs> the, the seats in the back are just as comfortable. Why are you, you starting shit? Bitch. Yeah, you don't have to bitch. About you could get a, you could, everything would be fine. Everyone would be able to get their bus to work if you just sat in the goddamn back that's of the bus. What, that's what annoys me about not only like the Rosa Parks thing, this dog thing. Even my case, is, TSA is just telling. Stop fighting. If you just stop fighting, everything's fine. Submit. Uh-huh. You just tell it like trying to turn an issue like a a political like a statement. You know, mm-hmm. like for me, I didn't. I wasn't just taking a prayer off a wall. I was making a statement about how you you know you should defend your freedoms. Um, I was making a statement about accepting people. And, and, and being fair to all minorities and stuff like that, I was saying that I wasn't going to back down from this. Like, it was more than just a prayer on a wall. It was, it was a young female coming out and saying, I'm oh. not going to listen to people tell me, like, that I can't have my rights. Like, it was, it was important to me for a lot of reasons, like, as a statement. And so... Did you ever get called uppity bitch? I got called bitch lots. Yeah. I don't know about uppity, but... I try not to use the word bitch because it's more misogynist than I pretend. 
It's really just asshole. Well, I think if you and call everyone like a, a bitch, woman, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really just goes towards women. I re- I want to be like I think I'm missing my message by what just calling you a, a female word instead of just saying yeah, fuck you, right? When it's not gender specific, which is what I mean. Like I just I don't like your we behavior. Should just start calling guys bitches and girls yeah. assholes, and then it'll balance itself out. It'll eventually come come, yeah. come even. <laughs> it'll just yeah. work. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's not. Like to try to dumb it down to what it actually is, isn't isn't the way to go. Like these, like Rosa Parks. Yeah, technically she could have just sat in a huh. seat, but that's not what it was about. It wasn't about sitting in a seat. It was about so much more than that. And about being just told to what you have to do. Stupid little like, oh, is that really what you care about so much? Like today, it's just today, a chair. and yeah. this is, mind you, this is June of 2013, and I won my case what? over a year ago, way long ago now. Yeah. And I'm. I got a message today. On the drive ask, here. Yeah, driving <laughs> here. From somebody who went to my school. I think he was a couple years above me, actually. And he messaged me and he said, "I have a question for you." Puts you doesn't spell out the word you doesn't put like. <laughs> As you know, you're getting an educated um, yeah. <laughs> like conversation yeah, so here. Yeah, just like got a question for you. I'm Horrible like, yes, grammar, no periods. <laughs> and he's like, "Why do you want the prayer down?" I'm like, "Wow, you're." really late to the game first of all second of all like if you think you're going to convince me that I was wrong you should have done that like way long ago like did you answer him yeah because I this was on where Twitter this was on Facebook Facebook. it was like a message and you said why and no because first like where's my phone I want to kind of like read this (laughs) you want to read it yeah read Um, it get your phone I'll put it on pause for a second or fine where is it oh there's your purse (laughs) you guys are really celibate that's crazy (laughs) how'd you come to that decision God. No. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. It's still happening. What's still happening? This All this crap that she still gets. There's oh, more yeah. support nowadays, though. Oh, there's than, so much support. And I'll tell you a good story to counteract. I got those, those on those it's Amazing Races videos. I got somebody saying, you better stop doing that. And I'm like, I want to be like, do you think... Every time you watch that, it's, it's happening live. again. Yeah, it's like it's, it's ten years life. ago, man. It's done. It's done. Well, anyway, this person starts out by yeah. saying, I, "I was wrong, by the way. It's dumber than I thought." It's, I got the question for you. <laughs> for you, I got for you. For you, not spelled just a letter. Yeah. U. And I said yes. Read it and phonetically. Read it by the way. He said, spellings and stuff. Why did you letter you want the prayer banner down? No question mark. And then get it taken down, but you let her, you leave the school right away. I feel and like then get it, it taken was, down, but leave the school right away? Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll explain that in a minute, too. I feel like it was just your parents' idea, and they just used you to get it down. Okay. And they said, I don't know, but really low on your part. Okay, so <laughs> I guess I should explain the leave the school thing. Um, halfway through my junior year, yeah. I had won the case, like part of the way through your year i guess and then towards the end of my year um i had been getting so many invitations to go speak around the country at these atheist events and stuff that i was missing school constantly and so i decided to leave the school i mean that mixed with yeah i was getting harassed wait what'd you do homeschool switch yeah i got homeschooled for the like actresses when actresses are on a sitcom they have like you're 16 and you're on some sitcom, like you still legally have to get educated. Yeah. So you're not excused from that just because shooting is all day. Right. Yeah. So then I they guess, have like homeschooling. Okay, so it was similar, I guess. Yeah, it's quote unquote homeschooled. It was, I, I was, quote, I was, yeah. I was you just didn't do it? I was homeschooled. I'd like did What did they do? Give you a book and said, read it if you want? 
<laughs> no, I mean, my mother essentially homeschooled me. So, I mean, I still got an education. And I'm still going to go to college. Oh, that's great. Maybe she had in a split personality. Maybe she had a teacher personality. <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's come like, on. You can't say that. Professor, I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, I'm educated and I'm going to be going what to What were your grades like before, before um, this started happening? My oh, grades was- were really good before okay. everything happened. During it, yeah, I started like just not caring because I started getting really depressed and like coming home crying every day. Oh, really? Because it was just awful. Because I couldn't go to school, and I mean, I couldn't go five minutes without somebody saying something. My favorite teacher was my American history teacher in eleventh grade, and I had thought that she supported me the whole year because she would always ask how I was doing, and yeah. she would like try to be sympathetic to me and everything yeah and then one day after class she asked how i was doing and i said well you know it's, it's hard whatever and you, you know what's going on and so she took me out into the hall and this was at the end of my class so i was leaving the classroom the bell had just rang and so we're standing in the in the hall then the bell rang we're talking about this the bell rings and lets her next class in so they're sitting in the class and we're talking, and I'm telling her, like, you know, what's going on and stuff. And she's like, yeah. And I said something about Twitter and how I keep getting all this harassment and stuff. And she said, well, you know, you do kind of ask for it. Oh. Like, you, you, you're cocky and stuff. And, and so, like, I can see why people get so frustrated. And I was like, wow. really? Like, you, you think that they, they, just, they do this justifiably? Like, and I don't cocky. really think when I, she's saying. because you're sure of your opinion? People don't like I'm sure of my opinion or, like, I had said, like, yay, I won my case. Like, right. so a teenage girl who just got put through hell says that she won her case and she's relieved that it's over and you think that's cocky yeah. and you're going to threaten her life? Like, I, no, sorry, you're wrong. And yeah. so my teacher was just saying all this stuff and my heart just sank. She was basically saying that I deserve the death threats that I was getting. It should be. And then. It's too bad that a little cockiness caused this much of a backlash at worst, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't even cockiness. It was just like, I won my case. People see that as cocky because I won. Like, yeah. it had nothing to do. Like, I could have said anything and people would have hated me. So, did you talk to that teacher anymore? And so, okay. well, I mean, Sorry. we had a pretty long conversation. In fact, I told you that her class had come into the class. She didn't go in for the entire class period. The class ended up getting dismissed and hadn't had a teacher in the room for an entire hour. She was talking to you. She was talking to me. She made me miss an entire class. And so she was basically telling me why she disagreed with me. And she's like, I'm a constitutional scholar, and I think you're wrong. And she just what? went off on me. She just went off on me for an hour, and I was near tears because I thought that this woman had supported me the whole time. So like, well, if you're a constitutional scholar, you then know you that it doesn't better. matter if you you're, think I'm wrong. Yeah, it's what you the have court no decides. excuse. And so <laughs> I was told, right. I was like under this like uh, legal obligation to go and report anything that happened like this so i went down to guidance at the end of the day and i told the guidance counselor what had happened and she goes oh jessica miss luther came down earlier and she said that she thought that you might have misinterpreted some things that she said like miss luther is such a sweetheart i don't she definitely didn't mean anything bad but and she just i'm just like sitting there like my guidance counselor is now taking her side? Like, oh. hang on a minute. So she just got down here before me so that she could, like, cover her own ass and right. be like, I didn't mean anything bad by it. She just started crying. I don't know why. Smarter. Like, oh, yeah, it's so unjust. It's so strike. unjust. And so I was, I had to report anything that happened. Like, someone would call me a bitch, and I had to go report that. Oh. And my guidance counselor literally gave me a cookie and told me <laughs> to go back to class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So I, I mean, I had to do this like legally every time something happened, 
and then I was being treated like a two-year-old who was actually causing her own problems and you know I could just wow. choose any moment and, and that's the funny like thing you just choose like, to stop. go back to class it won't happen again I'd go back to class I'd be there an hour later like I don't know what to tell you Guys, you're not doing your job oh <laughs> so frustrating and then we had an assembly about me really we had an assembly to discuss me leaving to discuss not bullying me <laughs> and you're just sitting there going like this and is going to make it so much worse and I'm sitting there getting lectured about why I shouldn't bully myself <laughs> It was just so funny. I mean, what kid can say that they had an assembly about them? Yeah. It's quite Um, an accomplishment, really. Serious question. Yes. How good were those cookies? They were home cooked. They were pretty good. Oh, that's nice. What flavor? Oh, my raisin? Oh, all right. That's not bad, though. Yeah. But I just think it's so ridiculous. First of all, I think that's just a lot about people who become guidance counselors. They don't actually, they're not prepared to deal with anything. No. They're just like, bake some cookies today. They're just placeholders in the school. Well, they Let's don't. They never thought something like this would come up. They could get sued again. Yeah, no way. Like this teacher, the teacher who did that. Like I haven't forgotten it. Like yeah. I. She's representing the school. She yeah, and then the guidance counselor who did nothing didn't even take me seriously. Nobody took me seriously, and then they have an assembly about not bullying me, and then kids continue to bully me, and nobody does anything about that. So it's like, what exactly? Like you have a like obligation. You're getting paid to do a job, and you're not doing it. In fact. Like, the teacher who basically said I deserved my death threats, yeah, she could probably get fired for that. I mean, she wasn't even supposed to be talking about it, because she's part of the city. She's paid by the city, so she didn't get to... Uh, she was, yeah, like, under a gag a, order not yeah. to even talk about it. But she was anyway. And it's like, these people just have no regard at all for the law. Like, you're a constitutional scholar who's completely blatantly breaking the law and just yeah. calling a 15-year-old girl, like... Yeah. I love how everyone 16. quotes a constitution, but I want to ask people, like... From now on, like, when's the last time you read it? Yeah, what's the Seventh Amendment? Yeah, some like, like some that's not like random. guns or free speech. Like, yeah. like <laughs> give what, me yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah, and they'll never know. They're like, oh. Um, well, I think that should be taught like a lot more adamantly than the Bible. Like, it's pretty sad that I know so many kids who can recite Bible verses, but nobody knows what the First Amendment is. No one. No, um, not at all. Okay, read this guy's thing. Okay, yeah, it gets better actually. Um, and then I said, "You're a little late to voice your opinion about this." And then I said, I have a question for you. Why are you being so judgmental? And he said, I know, and how am I being judgmental? And I said, and he said, again, I asked you a simple question. And I said, you're being... I, I love, hold on. I love when people do that. I get that a lot. I ask you a simple question. Like, no, you're a stranger who asked a very volatile situation, asked a question <laughs> on that I, to I'm another sorry, stranger. Saying, <laughs> saying, it seems like it was just your parents. That was really low on your part. How is that not, How is that not judgmental? judgmental? Yeah. And so I said, well, you're being judgmental because you don't know me and you're assuming that my parents just used me to do this. That is judgmental. And then he said, okay, sorry, it's what I feel. Why did you want the banner down? Because you didn't like the kids at West, dot, dot, dot. I, don't, I didn't respond because I got here. But I just think it... He just wrote that? No, he wrote that like a, a couple hours ago. Oh, wow. I got here. And I haven't responded yet. He's uh, a child. That guy's will. a child. Have you seen his account? How old is he? Yeah, he's actually like is he a older teenager? than me. He's, oh, really? He's probably like 20 at this point. Because you don't like the kids at West. But that's one of those... I, I heard the, my dad had these um, on, on tape, on cassette tape. He had these like business tapes of how to be good at business. And I was in like... 7th, 8th grade and I listened to them all and one of them was like you do not respond to a ridiculous offer if you're selling your car for 10 grand someone offers you 200 just don't, just walk away don't even think about it don't even if they offer you 8 grand then you can start well, ah, it's a little lower than I want right but when somebody's saying you did it because 
<laughs> you hate the other and students you're trying to get back at them? them out. I called him out for being Ridiculous. judgmental. And so his response was, okay, sorry, but you just didn't like anyone. Like, yeah. So you're just continuing. Like, why am I going to take my time to, like, actually Don't even respond. Plus, not to mention, I actually, like, asked him. I, I don't know where it is. I don't feel like I have the whole conversation here. But I ended up asking him, like, well, did you actually read any part of, like, the decision? Did you read? Did you... Uh, do any research on what my argument was yeah. you know and and he was just like no i just don't understand why you want it down so like, well, well you might understand if you maybe read that you stuff. should go google it like it's i don't feel like having to yeah why are you the source Plus, why <laughs> take you your time so much like if you're so curious about this then why have you not even taken five minutes to go research it because that's easier probably just to write you straight well, <laughs> like, write oh, straight, from the source. he has ulterior <laughs> motives and really just wants to like make me like hurt me or something yeah. he just wants to make me feel like an idiot for doing this and just wants to be like well don't you think that's stupid like as if this kid is kind of like going to change my mind now Now, when you get these things mm-hmm. h- how do you normally re- do you respond to everybody who writes I you? don't respond to everybody I responded today because I was just in that mood like mm-hmm. it depends on my mood traffic. do you generally respond <laughs> um what percentage would you say oh, that's a hard question maybe like this is a leading. This is leading part. Leading questions. But go ahead. Sixty forty, sixty being I respond. Okay. Do you have you ever changed anyone's opinion from yes. against you? To, yes. Really, I have, really. Yeah. That's that's probably the most rewarding thing ever. You've changed someone's opinion. I've changed. Yeah, it's happened. Um, I. I've maybe t- changed two people's opinions ever in the three thousand well, responses I've ever given to someone it without any understanding. Yeah. Like this guy. Yeah. You know, they don't understand that it's. Not only ostracizing atheists, it's ostracizing every Christian who disagrees with the prayer. Every yeah. you know Jewish person or Muslim, or they understand it once you break it down, break it down and oh, explain right. it to them. Like oh, the so you can tell people what the thing, and then then they'll be like, oh, all right, and really, well, I didn't think well, of it that that's way. Happened, that's happened too, but wow. there have been times where um, I like didn't even know the person at all i didn't even know that they were against me like i didn't even find out they had changed their mind until they told me that i had changed their mind and not even intentionally like i would do i mean for a while i was doing interviews like at least once a week and those were either video radio written whatever and i mean it was on the cover of the new york times so like it's definitely something that a lot of people read about and i uh I got, like, all these messages from people who I'd never heard of from other states or even other countries who were like, well, the first time I ever read about your case, I was, like, really upset, and I thought, like, why do you just want to destroy religion and, you know, whatever. And and I, and then they would go on tell me, like, but I saw an interview with you, and you explained your side of the argument, and I have to say that you really changed my mind. Wow, that's rewarding. It's so, that's probably the best thing that's come out of this. I mean, obviously, I have all the support from the atheist community, and I found them, and I'm active there now, and that's really. Yeah, but they also it. already supported you. Right. Without, probably, they read the headline too and didn't research it and be like, yep, I'm on her side. Well, I definitely, like, so many people, like, I can go talk to, like, an, an average attendee of an atheist conference, and most people there know at least something about my case. Really? Yeah, I, I would say that is in the atheist community, this was a huge deal. I mean, wow. the atheist community is pretty small, so it's not like it's that significant, like compared to other things that happen in the world. But for the atheist community, this was like a big win because it's yeah. like this is something they can all get behind, and 
I mean, a lot of times they try to claim things that aren't actually atheist. Like, what I, I see happen sometimes is, like, some case happens where somebody's arguing about science or something like that. And they're like, well, that person must be an atheist. Let's go support them. And then that person wins. And they're like, win for atheism. Only it wasn't necessarily a win for atheism. Oh, right. So with my case, because it was an open atheist, I feel like they definitely rallied against, like, around that. Because it was so in agreement with what they are and how they feel. Yeah. Did you... um? Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Get behind you like that. Did um, did you have friends that just like like close friends that dropped off? Um, not just like random peers, but like really, your good I mean, friends. How many good friends did you have? I I was one of those people who had like several close friends rather yeah. than like a whole bunch of more like general friends. Yeah, yeah. So like I had a group of like five or six pretty close friends, and I think for the most part I I kept them. Um, I think my two closest friends. They supported me. Um, Did they catch any flack for it? Their, both of their mothers at one point or another blamed me for them being atheists because they, oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, of course that's going to happen. But they, they all sure, like me and, and everything's good. Like I still that. talk to them. We're still close. Their mothers like me. It's not a problem or anything. Um, but I think some of my other friends, even close ones, started distancing themselves from me because they didn't want to deal with that. I had one of my closest friends say to me, like, I didn't know you were an atheist, and I didn't know there were atheists that lived in Rhode Island. And I was, well, for, let's just ignore just why that's ridiculous, yeah. because whatever. Um, but, I mean, that, that did happen. It was kind of heartbreaking, because I would be really, I was lonely and hurting as it was, and then to be losing so many of my friends to it. And, it, like, people would tell me, too, like, you know, it's not, like, it's not you, what do you mean but it's not you? I don't like oh, the me. Friends with, like yeah. they would say to me that it wasn't they didn't have anything against me, but they didn't really want to associate with me. And that hurt so much. And I'm just really thankful I didn't lose my two closest friends and they with the whole time they just supported me. Did they catch any heat for it? Um, kind of. Yeah. I mean, neither of them were as active or as vocal about it as I was. Yeah. But because they because were... I'm saying by association, were they yeah. like, you're her friend, you're, yeah. you're a bitch um, too? Actually, or? my friend, um, my close friend who supported me the whole time, uh, she recently found like some picture of her on somebody's account, like on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. And it was a picture of her walking down the hallway from like a couple of years ago. And someone had taken a picture of her like from behind and been like, I spy a little atheist girl or something like that. And so, and this was my friend, this wasn't me. So clearly that there was stuff that was uh, happening yeah. and, and it's really unnerving. Like one time, actually the two of us were sent home from school because there were people in another class that were talking about beating us up and trying to make plans to beat us up or something. And so we found out about that and then told the administration and the administration oh. was like, well, what do you want to do? And we're like, I don't know. We're scared. And so they sent us home. Like, do I know what I don't want to do. Let's get beat yeah. up. My goodness. <laughs> like, like, we can take an off. And then they tried to route. act like we we're being overly dramatic. Like, how would you go discipline the people who are threatening us instead of treating us like we're the problem? And I think just in general, schools just have that problem with I think everyone. Victim. Nobody really wants to work hard. No. I mean, a few people do, but very rarely. I think most people are just like the cops. are like, oh, we don't want to have to follow a thing. And then when they see it, like, oh, all right. Yeah, I guess we'll do it now. You see, these are real death threats. Like, when they feel like yeah. they have to. Nobody wants to do so- No. I used to take reservations at the comedy store. Like, they would call, the phone guys would have to take the reservation, write them down. It was annoying. You have to write them down and stay on the phone. You can't watch TV. So we would do this thing. If we worked the 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. shift, when people call for reservations, we'd just say, oh, you got to call back at 1 p.m. when the reservation guy gets here. 
which just makes me didn't want to do it. And then at 1 p.m., he just get a flood of calls. Like, you fucking deal with it. And I'm sure the company didn't want us to do that, but no one works hard. Wow. Um, <laughs> What's your reward for going out of your way to do extra work, right? Yeah. Why would you go out of your way? Yeah. I'll just, I'll, no, I don't, I don't make more money if the comedy store made more money. Exactly. Um, did your siblings catch anything? I have three younger siblings, actually. I'm the yeah. oldest of four. And so I have a sister who is 16 now, a brother who's 12, and a brother who's 7. And this, this, my sister, she goes to that school, and she was she started there as a freshman when I was a junior. So she started there the year that I won. And I know that it was hard for her because I know that she was trying to make new friends, trying yeah. to fit in. And, you know, she has the same last name, and that's just, you know, not always a good thing. Um, and, and not only her, but, like, extended family members. Like, every time we have, a, like, a gathering or something where I see my extended family, they all, like, update me on the ridiculous stories that they have about running into people, um, just, like, services. You know, like, they go to a laundromat, and someone's like, I know who you are. And, oh, you really? know, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, it happens constantly. We actually went out to get pizza recently, and we walked in, and there was a picture of the prayer on the wall. And I was like, well, I'm leaving, and we left, because it was just... <laughs> Like, I don't, it's, it's constant, and people haven't forgotten about it. I mean, I don't get as much It's only been a year, anymore. right? It's since been... Since they took it down, a year and a half? year and a half, yeah. A year and a half since they took it down. So that's longer since it started, but... Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just... It, it, I don't know. It's just, it's still there. You can definitely tell that this community was, like, disturbed by this, because yeah. it's, like, still settling down from it. If you had any chance to go back when the ACLU called you... Would, would, would any party go get somebody else I'm behind you but get somebody else to do it who else would have done it I don't Jesus. know I think that in 50 <laughs> years if it stayed there for 50 years and they just hushed everyone up whoever came along no. it was about time I mean and I'm honestly glad to have been that person because I feel like even though there was all the, the crap that happened and stuff I went to the bank the other day Yeah. and I I said, I'm interested. with a banker or whatever, and yeah. she came out, and she's like, okay, come in my office. So I go in, and I'm just sitting there, and we're, we're just talking, and she's like, okay, what's your name? So she puts my name into the computer, and she like pauses for a minute, and she like looks at me, and she goes, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to go bad, I can tell. <sighs> and then she was like, my whole family adores you. Oh. And she just started telling me about how they followed my story from the very beginning. Oh, nice. They supported me the whole time. And she has a daughter who she's raising to be just like me. And I'm just like, wow. You know, and that's the kind of thing. And she's like, also, I just want to let you know that lots of my friends are on your side. And even though you don't really know us or know that, you know, even though we've never really publicly said that we agree with you, know that we do. Because, like, you have a lot more supporters than you think. And... It's just that your supporters are quieter. Yeah. The people who hate you are really loud. Yeah. So they seem like lots of people, but they're really just making a ton of noise. Angry is always more vocal than just, you know, I agree. So yeah. you don't even think to say anything. Nobody mm-hmm. writes in to be like, this is somebody wrote this recently about comedy. So all this backlash now about comedians using the word rape in their yeah. jokes. Mm-hmm. It's getting boring to me after a while. It's like <laughs> it's the same argument over and over again. Some I think that's the first offensive thing that a comedian said. Yeah, like, yeah. There's so many other things. No, to race, racist to, is okay. Like, this is where's your you're just making a line. It's like why there? It's so arbitrary. Yeah. Um, but uh, somebody pointed out like the only time bloggers ever even write about comedy is when they're angry at us. They never like, hey, I saw a great show. You guys got to check out comedy. It's really <laughs> fun. 
which is 99% of people's experiences. <laughs> Nobody ever, because it's a boring yeah. article. Right. So I like um, Bill Burry said, like, when the, uh, when the audience claps. Well, yeah. The audience still claps, so then someone will blog about it anyway. Right. It's like, well, why are you blogging about what? it? It worked. The joke was fine. No one, like, went People up applauded. Arm. They applauded. Yeah. That's the highest form. Of, <laughs> you want a standing O? How, how far does that have to go before you go? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the only one getting upset. <laughs> I had this, this I, as I'm remembering, I'm remembering this now when I'm talking to you, but I was sort of felt the same way in college like separation of church and state 100 percent. there's no two ways about it. i was first the first time proudly an atheist mm-hmm. and um and these two girls who used to pray they were protestants they were like religious protestants they were nice but they used to pray for me they said and i was like what do you mean and they're like you know we just pray that um you'll find jesus and it came from a nice place um by worrying about my soul they weren't like throwing it in my face or anything, um, but they're like, "No, we we pray for you." I'm like, "What happens if I don't if I don't find Jesus?" And they're like, "Well, you know, we hope that you would." I'm like, "I know, but what? Like, literally, what would happen to me if I don't find Jesus?" And they kept dancing around it, and then I finally was like, "What would happen?" And they were like, "You would go to hell for eternity, and we don't want that for you. That's why we pray that you find him." But I was like, Does, "Doesn't it seem unfair that you, who are born to Protestant parents, mm-hmm. have a way better chance of?" finding salvation than me who was born to Jewish parents my odds are so so low That's, that doesn't seem like a fair thing for a god to do to give me behind the eight ball immediately and uh, anyway they uh, but they were nice people I didn't really mind it because um, it came from a good place but they had this bible once they left on the desk at the North Hill service that's at University of Maryland and that was just like people would get their keys and stuff or get packages or get phone numbers that's three hour shifts we all were there and uh, they left it there, and the RA was like, "You can't, you shouldn't leave that there anymore. It's, it's total. You shouldn't have Bibles there." And everyone was like, uh, "And I, I was too. I was like, it's not that big a deal. It's just their book." And then later, he was like, "I thought you would have cared," and he explained to me why. And I was like, "Fuck, you're absolutely right. I should have said, I should have taken your side. I should have been like, yeah, no, get that Bible out of here. Put it under the desk, if anything. Don't put it. We represent the University of Maryland." Yeah. can't have Bibles out. Fuck, I wish I had taken the right side of that. Well, I don't mind Bibles being libraries as literature, being as, like, study kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's fine. But not, please sign my Bible as you walk yeah. into the library. Yeah, that, that's weird. Put your hand on it. <laughs> um, all right, I have some questions for you. Oh, okay. We got to probably a lot of them. Do you, what do you think of the expectations now of you? Because aren't they way higher? People look at you for to be like a leader. But like who specifically? Like random people you haven't met. The world's within the atheist community. I definitely know that more is expected of me. Is it like pressure? People, people expect me to go on and do more activism and find more things to be active about. Um, and I don't know pressure. I think if I just said I don't want to do this ever again, people would be like, "Oh, okay." But like, I think they, and I mean, it's true. Like, I do want to do more. And, and I'm trying to find ways to. I've been lately reaching out to students who are going through similar things that I did. Oh. And I'm trying to make sure that they have support and they you know, know that they're not the only one and so that nobody has to go through what I did. Where, where are you on Twitter or Facebook? Uh, it's just my full name just without Galquist. any space. For, that's for Twitter. And then Facebook is just my name again. And I have a page. My my profile friends limit is maxed out, yeah. so I have a page now. Uh-huh. Nice, congratulations! Yeah. Are you the only one of your friends that have that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. My friends though <laughs> have taken to embarrassing to me. To 5, <laughs> I was at a graduation party the other day, yeah. and my friends were like doing this thing where it's like some 
internet like question thing where it's like 20 questions but it finds it's like a search engine basically and so it asks you questions and then like narrows it down and you're trying to find like a person usually and it, it really only works with people who have results when you google their name and so like my friends were just embarrassing me at this party and they were playing the 20 questions game with this thing with my name how quickly would come up uh, they were being stupid and like it would ask questions like do you ever want to kiss this person they'd be like yeah and then it would like give them like oh it's your boyfriend or something like that instead yeah. of an actual result they had done it before though and but she they had done it, it yeah quicker. they it's just it's weird it gets yeah, when, weird. on your birthday I asked my phone when is Jessica Alquist's birthday or how old is Jessica Alquist and it told me 18 oh, really birthday's today yeah Cause, yeah it's on Wikipedia <laughs> your birthday's today is that what you said no no, no, no. Oh, on, on that day yeah when I did it oh that's hilarious and, and weirdly my birthday is the world humanism day which is like the one atheist holiday of the year it's like of course of course I was born that day I like that's our holiday it's like yeah we're just helping humans I love the idea of humanism it's yeah. such a like it's better than I mean because atheism is lack of belief humanism is like a belief in the goodness it's of an people. active belief yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like I believe that people can solve their own problems without any kind of supernatural entities yeah. it's just people are here they're just gonna do it and so that's what humanism is and I, I love that I love that concept yeah that's cool um let's see what else I got if we oh do you miss being normal at all Miss being anonymous? Not normal is the wrong word. Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, I'm not normal. Um, I I do sometimes, but I feel like I can still be normal. I don't feel like I'm... You're not Tom Cruise famous. Yeah, no. I'm just like, I have certain circles where I'm respected. But other yeah. than that, it's just kind of like, I still get to have a normal life. It's not that big of a deal. It hasn't impacted my life that much. Here's how it's going to impact you later. I'll just tell you now. Be prepared for it. When you are in your mid to late 20s or 30s and 40s, your parents are going to uh, wonder about you and all their kids and you're going to be the only one they can Google readily. So they're going to know everything <laughs> about you. <laughs> and it's going to get really annoying. I'll just look forward to it. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Oh yeah, so now you're big into, into um, gay marriage, right? Oh yeah. I got to find out what that prayer was too. I wanted to, I wanted to show them what the whole thing was or oh, I'll find I can, out. I can find it. I don't have service here. Really? Isn't that crazy? In this apartment have, or just in New York? In New York. I'm you have in Cricket New York Wireless? And I don't have, what do you have? Some North right, Dakota? I might have it now, but when we were driving sprint. in here, oh. I didn't. Let me, let me look. I think it's a combination of your phone and just crappy service. Yeah. That's all the questions. Don't get Sprint. We're to the wise. So did you graduate from the school? No, I, I, was home, I finished up homeschooling. You finished the whole way? Yeah. All junior and senior year? Well, half of my, like part of my junior year and then my senior year. And now you're going to North Dakota? No, we're in summer break now. No, you just I, I'm not decided where I want to go yet. I haven't decided where I want to go to college. Aren't you already supposed to know? Yeah. How does it work? But I'm not in a rush. Are colleges reaching out to you? Not really. Seems like you'd be one of them that they'd want. Because like, well, they always viewed extracurriculars as like not super important, but somewhat important. And if you have a major extracurricular, mm-hmm. like becoming yeah. a, a cause. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if I really want that to be the reason I get into a school. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Just get in. So who cares what help you get? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or if your father was an alumnus or whatever. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's Nobody's like, wait, wait, how did you get in here? <laughs> no, you're not accepted. Um, you're just in. You're in if you're in. Where are you going to go? I have, I don't know. I really don't know. I, you guys are going to transfer somewhere together? You're going to transfer. Yeah. I've done okay. two years at North Dakota. And I'm you look so much like my friend Lucas Hurl. He works at the front bar of the comedy store. 
So that's why I like you. Like, if you see somebody that you, like looks like someone you know, you talk like them too. So you just like well, I like you or hate you based on what you feel the other person. My nickname in high school was AJ for Average Joe because really? maybe I don't know what that says about Lucas, but he's like from Iowa or something too. Average yeah. as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is average except he's always the guy who has mushrooms. So in that way, he's very unique. Have you guys done mushrooms yet? I I have once. And how was it? And, well, I was actually. It's an interesting story. I was camping in like near Canada. There's these string of lakes called the Boundary Waters. We yeah. go camping there every year, and it was the middle of a rainstorm. Sounds and so, amazing. And so it was about you know perfect time for my friend to give me a birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an experience. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I don't. Did you do Shroom Fest this year? Yeah. That yeah. It's Joshua Tree. It's okay. a thing. It's yeah, a thing. Yeah. International Mushroom Festival. Yeah. I, I read about that. that on your website. Next year is August 9th through eleventh. <laughs> it falls out in the longest. Do you like sponsor it now, or is this? I guess so. I mean, I try to push it <laughs> as many people like, as possible. Taste the mushroom stuff. I mean, because pot you can do every single day. It yeah, pot you can. Mushrooms. It's it's uh you get a quick tolerance because it's it acts sort of like and this is not exactly right, but it acts sort of like a poison in your body. Yeah. That like as soon as you take poison. it, your body just fights it off. Mm-hmm. So the tripping is when your body's fighting it off. But then it releases all these things to fight off mushrooms. So if you take them again, yeah, next right. morning they're like the the body's already got this fight off stuff. Okay. So it's yeah. not going to do anything to you. So you got to like twice sense. as much. Yeah. But if you take a couple weeks off or a week off, you're fine. Yeah. You've never done them. No. You don't want to say on. <laughs> no. <laughs> would it be one of those things? What? Would you admit stuff like that on on publicly, or would you try to keep that stuff private? Uh, it depends on what it was, probably. All right. I don't think anyone's listening this far. But, but no, I'm way. actually saying, no, I have not done shrooms. I'm not oh, saying okay. I don't want to say it. I don't. I have not uh, Okay. <laughs> okay. There's this comedy festival in Montreal. It's, re- it's the biggest one in North America, the Montreal Comedy Festival, yeah. just for laughs. And they have this category called New Faces, where it's just like the next big things. They pick like 20 of them. And all the industry networks and studios and, and uh, production companies, they all go out to see who these next, almost always young yeah. comics are. That are like we need to know about these now before they become Ray Romano, you know, and it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a big thing. And so they tell the people like not to tell anybody if they got in because they don't want anybody like they don't want NBC coming to see you in the three weeks between when you heard and when you go. Mm-hmm. So I love asking people that I know are on the cusp, like right on the border, and I look at them in the eye. I go, "Hey, did you get into did you get into new faces?" And we'll just watch them like move their head away, like because uh, they're not going to expect the question. And I don't know what to say. And I'm like, "That's all the answer I need." You didn't do that when I asked you about mushrooms. No. All right. Um, I have seen people do that with drug talk, though. I think that's all the questions I had. I'm trying to think. Where do you go from here? You go to school. Try to be a little normal again. I guess. I mean, I'm not. You'll make I'm a lot of friends in college. Com- what? You'll make a lot of friends in college. Hopefully. Yeah, you will. I tend to piss people off. <laughs> oh. I can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> That's been my problem so far. Um, yeah, I definitely think college is going to be way more fun because that's like where people are kind go to of more open minded. Yeah. Yeah. And you go I, to hear about new ideas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like rednecks that go there, and then suddenly they're like experienced, like, oh, there's so many new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. God, it's a fun place. Yeah. It didn't work though in North Dakota. That was my biggest problem. What do you mean? Because like all the rednecks would come, and they just still are rednecks only rednecks. Because it's, that's yeah. all it is. I mean, they have hockey. Yeah. But then they're good at hockey. That's all they have. <laughs> that um, beer. I read something. What was it? The 
per capita last year, per person that lives in North Dakota, 40 gallons or something a in beer a year. Per wow. capita. Because there's like 300,000 people that live there. No, it was like there's 40 gallons per person per year. Yeah. 40 like, gallons. That's how much consumption of beer they had How many beers year. is that? Lots. I should look up that thing. That's another thing to post because it was just disgusting. <laughs> like, that's, there's just some... I don't oh, know. You chew tobacco. The that's the worst drug in the world. <laughs> Next to cocaine. You chew it too? No, no, no. Oh. no. <laughs> this? Yeah. I, I tried it like once and Ugh. it like burned my mouth and yeah. it like, was spitting. And when I, people were like, can I dip in your car? And I was like, yeah. And then when I see what they mean, I was like, oh, oh, no. What are you going to spit would, in a cup of my why car? Why would you say yes when you didn't, I didn't know, know what it, it meant? <laughs> One time I was working the door at the comedy store and these British people came in and, I, I, and people make jokes all the time that they're, they're the audience, but there's always lame jokes. Yeah. Especially compared to comics. So I just like, uh-huh. And I just roll my eyes if they try too much. So I just turn my back, ring these people in. And they were like, do you allow fags in here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we allow everybody. It's whatever. <laughs> and then I turned back around. They were smoking. And I was like, oh, oh, no. None of those fags. No, you can't, you can't smoke. They weren't trying to be joking oh, at all. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no, you, that's not allowed. Um, how many like, how about any people reached out to you? Were you getting constant Twitter and Facebook messages when this happened? Uh, when it first happened, I mean, it just, it was gradually increasing. Like, but like from, five a day? Yeah. I mean, it depends on when you're talking about. Like, at this point, I don't get that, m- I don't get really any crap anymore from anyone. Yeah. Like, it's just completely support now. Now, um, yeah. And how yeah. many of those do you get? I mean, how, that's what I was talking about. How oh, many supportive emails get, do you get? I still get? get several probably a day. Like, wow. I, I get, I get tweets constantly. I have like 15.5 thousand followers or something like that on, oh, that's on Twitter. That's a lot. That's a shitload. Yeah, it's a lot for what it was. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot for just a court case. What do you write on there? Just Whatever I want. Like, same stuff any 18-year-old does? Like, yeah, I mean, awesome I'm not, I don't only post about like court-related things or just law or constitution or atheism or whatever. I just talk about whatever I want to. Um, and then like, same goes for Facebook and stuff. My Twitter is like 15. Facebook, my Facebook profile is like 5,000 friends. And my Facebook page is like 10,500 likes or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think those are my like key like media things. Things you do. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. So I'm, I'm, I had, we covered all the questions that I had written down before. So is there anything else we want to add or something? Or are there parts of it that you're not tell- that we forgot about? What am I forgetting? I always forget something and yeah. then I think later, like, oh, I should have talked about whatever. Yeah. But I feel like I've definitely covered everything. Or at least enough, anyway. I was going to forget so the assembly thing. The- I always forget what that. What was the assembly? They all, and the, what do they do? He's like, you guys have to stop fucking with Jessica. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and like, they all they stare like, at you. This is actually illegal, guys. You can't just threaten someone's life. And, like, while we were there in this assembly, like, somebody was like, oh, well, does that mean I can't just write, I hate Jessica Alquist? Isn't that freedom of speech? That's <laughs> not the point. It doesn't apply in a school. <laughs> and you're like, you're like he's, they're still doing it, principal. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I don't even, and then, like, the principal and the superintendent retired after that year. Retired? Oh, really? Well, they retired and they went off to work in other school districts. So, like, oh, wow. the, the principal who was the principal. Yeah, they cost them all this left. money and lost the case. Well, who was the was it the woman that you said when the the judge came to see the banner or the prayer on the wall? The judge did. Yeah, he physically went there and started sitting in seats to see if it was visible. But you'd said that the they had the wow. light bulbs removed. Oh, yeah, or I'd been in school the, the day before, and then oh, he told the him they were coming. 
well, they, the, the school knew that we were coming, and so the judge was like came into the auditorium, and like the lights weren't working. Like there was only like a few light bulbs that were actually lit. Like they had taken light bulbs out, and so. And I had been in there the day before. I knew that, that wasn't like you don't just lose like seven light bulbs overnight. Like it doesn't just yeah, happen like that's that. So, an admission of guilt to me. Like yeah. that has they know that they're doing something wrong. If they're yeah, trying they're trying to, to make it. Up. Oh dark. yeah, you're like what you're doing is showing a judge a different version of the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how you want to win your case. <laughs> well, not only that, but like he knew immediately. Like the judge was brilliant. He just walked in and he's like, "It's pretty dark in here." Like he, he just he just knew. I can't he even just, see the basket. I'm supposed to shoot basketball in here. Yeah, it was the auditorium. Everyone thinks it was a gym. I don't know why. So we had auditoriums as gyms. It was the same thing. They just raised up the rims and then everyone sat there. It's not auditorium. that separate auditorium. It's, separate. it's a nice. Ooh, rich school. They are I the told rich you white that. School, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're not Jewish. So it's not even good rich. Oh yeah, it's a bad kind of rich. Oh, God. <laughs> Inherited money. <laughs> I don't know. This land has been in my family for years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you ever stay in Rhode Island? Would you live there? Uh, or do you want to get hard question. the f out? I don't. Not like anything against Rhode Island. I guess I just want to travel. I just want to live other places. Small. Like it's just mm. yeah. That Rhode seems Island's like the tiny. biggest problem. I since I started traveling, I have realized for the first time in my life that I was raised in a little bubble. Like I don't even like oh, I've yeah. gone all over the place now, and I have to say that Rhode Island is really unique in that it's just. Nobody ever leaves. People who are born there just stay there their whole lives. If they go away for even a little bit, it's just to go to college in like Massachusetts or Connecticut. And they come back. And that's where they spend their lives and have their own kids. And it's just nobody ever leaves. It's the same thing. The only people who leave actually are people who are old and move to Florida to avoid (laughs) snow. And that's, (laughs) that's pretty much it. And I just like the people in the area care more about their local news than the national news. It's like it's very much just all held like... Within it's just a bubble. Like that's yeah. the perfect way to describe it. It's just a little village oriented, like mosh posh of people who think similarly, and no one Talk leaves and no one comes. They and have their own accent there. It's yeah, weird. it's not yeah. Boston. It's not New York. Oh it's yeah, the Rhode Island one is weird. Yeah. There's um, they uh, yeah, I knew a guy. Do I have an accent? Do you think I have an accent? Uh-uh. Okay, because I, I mean, some people feel like I do, and some people feel like I don't. Oh, I'll so point I'm it like, out. If <laughs> if I hear you have an accent, whenever I have people, and they're well, like, "What? The thing, Nobody else hears that." Now that I've traveled enough, people have like pointed it out to me so i know like don't say bubbler when you're talking to someone who isn't from oh, right. island like i know better now so yeah but uh, joe rogan used to have a he said a horrible boston accent and he hurt he was doing commentary one day and some like local fights and he heard himself talking he goes oh i gotta get rid of that because <laughs> that's awful and he's like worked really hard to like get rid yeah, of it i did that a little bit i don't think i ever had a super thick accent but like my family does like really? my parents do yeah like my extended family too everyone's just very thick in their accent and I've just like had to work at it a little bit like you're trying to talk to a larger it's like population fisherman. it's like a fisherman just- accent it's some weird like R-I-E-R. I I'm not even doing it right <laughs> what is a Rhode Island accent do it do, do some of it what do you want me to say? Um, say I mean, we, just uh, we hold the these whole, truths to be like, self-evident. Like, like my brother, like we don't say the There's the no R's, R's on anything, like the ka, the the bubbler. Actually, oh, when that? I say bubbler, I'm saying it wrong. It's actually bubbler. <laughs> like we don't put the R's on anything. Yeah, what are R's good for? Coffee. Nothing. Coffee. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> am guilty of the coffee one. That sounds like New York, also. Or draw. It, we have it's similar. Staten Island. Similar. Yeah, I guess you get Boston and New York mixed up a lot. And then I realized there's nothing like. Um, my favorite accent was this guy Guy when I was in yeshiva in Israel. He was from Germany, and he um, was spelled Guy. 
but he tried to do an American accent. That's <laughs> how he do it. He go, he had a thick German accent, but he go, "Hi, my name is Guy, and I'm an American." <laughs> that was the only <laughs> sentence he could do. It was all weird like that. <laughs> uh, all right, Jessica, where can people find you online and stuff if they want to reach out? Um, I think Twitter, probably. Twitter. Twitter is the biggest one for me. Twitter and my Facebook page, which is, again, you can just search my name and you'll find both. J-E-S-S-I-C-A, regular Jessica. Yeah, and then Alquist is A-H-L-Q-U-I-S-T. Are there a lot of Alquists out there? No, not really. That's a yeah. Swedish name, actually, so it's... A H L. Everyone, no one can spell it. It's always people always think it's A L. Oh yeah. So, the agent, have you ever told people my name is Jessica Alquist? Mm, no, I just imme- it's just it's immediately start spelling it. Like I'll just say Alquist A H L. Like I don't even bother seeing if they can spell it. I just go right into spelling it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, all right, did we cover everything? Was there anything else? I think we're good. Hey, this is long as fuck. I didn't know if we'd go this long. I thought maybe an hour. It was great. Thank you. And seriously, if you guys need a place to stay, you can. I mean, it's a floor. Uh, we've slept on worse, probably. Okay, or that couch. I mean, you're four foot one. You, maybe you can fit hey, on hey, it. But hey. no way. Five feet. Um, I'm proud of that five feet. You can't like take it away from. Me. <laughs> like I got that. I reached five. Five is in the normal zone. Um, yeah, if you want, you should stay in New York. It's such a fun city as long as you're here. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Um, nope. That's it. Okay. All right. Bye. I know the good book's good because the good book says it's good. I know the good book knows it's good because a really good book would. You wouldn't cook without a cookbook and I think it's understood. You can't be good without a good book because it's good and it's a book and it is good for cooking. Now it's it's moving? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the episode, Dick. What'd you think? That was amazing, man. Trap! Didn't listen to it. Shit, you're right. Um... (laughs) <laughs> One time me and Duncan were recording a podcast in the car on Brea Yeah About Buddhism And we were talking about how living your life And how you shouldn't worry about judgment of others Yeah Through all the teachings you've learned and stuff And uh, just like be yourself And it doesn't matter what else happens Or what else people think And then these, we stopped at a red light Right where you turn onto that Brea road You know that road where the Brea Improv is Yeah Where the, um, the, the ice cream store is and all the other stuff Yeah all the shops Or uh, Urban or whatever it is And um, the Old Navy And uh so these people looked at us with their microphones and we both like lowered our mics in embarrassment without looking yeah. at each other. <laughs> Just like, You're like, let's quickly not be okay with pretend, who we are. Right? Pretend like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so sad. But on the highway, you don't have to worry about it. Um, so yeah, that was the episode. Man, she was pretty fucking cool. Uh, she talked a lot about like, I was like, do you ever want to stop, like like not go through with this? I mean, her her, the, her students, would, the fellow students would ostracize her. She went to a 90% Catholic like town, 95%. That was like one... Jew or two Jewish like families and then, oh, like wow. one Buddhist family and then at that atheist. age you just have a lot of guts man that's you, the you, thing you at that age you do You're you like, don't Let's think about the, yeah the, your, the consequences uh huh and you believe in what's right oh your idealism is at its you believe like, what's right will win it's so burning like, white I'm, hot at that age yeah I'm justified in this I should move forward yeah instead of like it ain't worth it yeah, I mean really to get a player, prayer banner taken down Best case scenario, you do. Uh, you're gonna have be ostracized, have to be homeschooled mm-hmm. because everyone's fucking mocking her and stuff in school, and uh, the fucking principal wouldn't protect her. That she was getting death threats. Wow. Yeah, death threats from Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna put up the video she showed me. She showed me the video of this girl, uh, this woman. Excuse me. Don't be sexist. This woman um, uh, at uh, 
town meeting arguing for the prayer banner staying up. And the banner was really just painted on. It was it was a painted wall. Yeah. And she was saying the weirdest things. Like, in communism, <laughs> in Russian communist Russia, they, just, they allow... And then she's quoting the communist constitution yeah. to prove that this was like that. Yeah, that's, those are just like scare tactics. They just oh, scrape yeah. together. In Nazi Germany, Hitler yeah. initiated... That's like, like that that thing I saw that uh, Hitler would have loved the RU486 at that uh, right. anti-abortion tent in the right. Indianapolis State Fair. And, uh, and somebody else was like, yeah, but he also would have loved funnel cakes. Yeah. Doesn't mean funnel cakes are bad. He would have forced it on the Jews. That's not what this is. Available over the counter. People who want it. That's, I mean, that's the good thing about when you're fear-mongering is that, like, people don't stop to, like, fact-check. They oh, just Hitler? Go, oh, my God. You're right. He would have. I don't want to be a Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, you just say things. And be like, no, 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 that's not true. But it's already been said. That's why politics is stupid. Um, so how'd you get in trouble when you were in school, Nicholas? Um, well, one day I sued my school to get this Now, did they have lawsuits in, um, in Afghanistan? Um, see, that's I wouldn't know because I've never been to Afghanistan. You were Palestinian Egyptian. What are you? I don't even you? know anyone who is a Palestinian Egyptian. I'm Lebanese. Okay, so you could they have a they have a you could Beirut used to be the um, academic center of the Middle East. Um, you know that? I you know what happened to it? No, what happened? They made the mistake of attacking Israel, <laughs> and we drove them back all the way to Beirut. <laughs> And then what happened is Ariel Sharon, it was probably somebody else, I really honestly don't remember who it was, yeah. fucking said payback for the Lebanese helping him. Yeah. They said we want we want fucking two hours alone with the Palestinian uh, um, POWs. Right. And he was like, okay, that's that's you guys helped us, you fought for us, there you go. And they slaughtered them. Wow. They fucking slaughtered a, a bunch of them. And they all still, Palestinians still hold it against, it wasn't Ariel Sharon, it might have been Benjamin Netanyahu, but I don't even think that. It was one of the old hawkish guys. And um, and they hate him for that forever, but I don't see why nobody holds it against the fucking Lebanese who did the murdering. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because we make really good hummus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Sabra <laughs> stuff is good. Anyway, how did you get in trouble, Nick? Um, I mean, I went to like a boring suburban high school and... Never fighting the power? In L.A. I mean, but that's what I mean. It's like you're fighting the power at a boring suburban oh, high school right, right, in L.A. Right. So I just had I just had problems with authority where I just didn't want to listen to anyone that told me what to do, no matter how simple or reasonable it was. Uh-huh. I remember in ninth grade, um, high By school... By the way, I should stop you right here and just say the Squarespace.com... Oh, yeah, that's right. ...is a wonderful website for um, building a website. I heard that actually. So I'm waiting. Funny if I should tell you. I'll, you do your story, then I'll do the read. Al- I'll do the read afterwards. Okay. Yeah, so I can read a specific thing about it. Well, I have to say how easy it is. All oh, right. And how great their customer service is, and they'll never put you on hold. And then if you, they, you don't even have to give a credit card when you sign up for like a, a promotional uh, account. I also heard they won a Charlie Award for best customer. service. Yeah, they did win a Charlie Award for the best customer. Service. <laughs> but honestly, here's how it works. Oh my god, that guy's riding me so hard. He's zooming up on me. Squarespace can't help me with this. Why are you sneaking up so hard on me? Oh, because I'm in the left-hand lane. Oh, I'm at fault here. No, no, I'm sneaked up against this car. He's just, Start the commercial now. He's just being impatient. He was being impatient, yes. Yeah. It's this guy. He might be racing home to get on squarespace.com forward slash Ari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It's the best way to build a website. Nick, you got to do it. People have done it. My, my friends and my fans have done it a few times. They've showed me the thing. I went through it. It's yeah. so it's drag and drop shit. And it looks like a professional. It looks like a professional. Awesome website. Yeah, they have these prototypes, and you can switch once you like decide. This is what I did when Red Band built my first one. Yeah. I, and then I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not. I, I put it in play for like a month, and then I was like, I'm, I'm not liking this. I don't like a banner on top. I wanted something else. Uh-huh. And he goes, Well, I'm not doing it over for you. I fucking worked on it, so it's done. <laughs> yeah. With this, you can just change the um, the fucking template. And oh you wow! Just change it. It's so like Tumblr. Yeah, it'll all change. And then you go over each thing, make sure it all looks okay. Yeah, it's like Tumblr a lot. Oh, but that's great. A website, a full website, and you can also sell merch off it. No um, way. Yeah, you can have your updated date. You can just have tons of shit. It's you have all the like a, a Twitter feed posted on there. And yeah, there's ways to do that. And all that stuff. Twitter. It shows Twitter. It shows you a way to stay current. Right? It shows you uh, how to how to put in. Um, like an RSS feed or whatever you call it. Not RSS. No, feeds. no, not that. Those little the boxes that come up and show you yeah. your, your next five, your next like your five last five Twitter. I can't remember feeds. what they call those. What do they call those? I don't know, but yeah, as long as you yeah. can do that, that sounds good. You can do that through ari.squarespace.com/ari. So slash ari, and then enter the code skeptic for ten percent off. Nick, you should do it. I'm going to tomorrow. Tell me how you got in trouble. Okay, so I was in freshman year of high school. And uh, you know how, like, you're in PE and you never want to wear PE clothes? Um, actually, no. I went to a Jewish school and we had to, uh, until 11th grade, then I switched to a non-religious Jewish school. But otherwise, oh, wow. we just wore our regular clothes in PE. No way. Yeah. Wow. So we had, like, yeah, we didn't have uniforms, but we had to wear, like, PE you clothes. unitards? No. Were- <laughs> if you had had unitards, would you have just mocked the term unitard? Uh, probably. No, I would have defended it. I would have waited for the guy with one eyebrow to um, to put it on and then call him Unitard and have someone someone uh, sit behind him in a crouch and then shove that guy over the guy sitting behind him in a crouch Look at and the make old Unitard fall on his at- Unitarded ass. <laughs> and then everyone cheers for you. Yeah. Nick, how'd you get in trouble? Um, we were in PE one day. Yes. And... Uh, and we were trying to find ways to not... Jesus, I'm going 87. Whoa, that's that's not legal. Ford Focus really holds up, yeah. Um, and we didn't, like... We were trying to find ways to not play any of the sports. We just wanted to, like, hang out and look like we were rebellious or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we were like, dude, if we run on the track or play basketball, we're going to look like we care, man. <laughs> so we found You're that... such a goddamn fucking emo. What, what, yeah. what is that? The don't care? That Gen X shit? I mean, no, we were, like technically gen y oh, yeah. i was born in 82 so i was like in 96 i was like 15 or something like that yeah um if the math is even right on that but um we were just kind of like little like shitty punk skate kids you know like just wore like baggy pants and like Marilyn manson t-shirts and i had like a mohawk that problem was, like, children yeah i had a mohawk i dyed different colors every three days and that kind of shit yeah um so we found out that like uh if we pick tennis that it would be at the furthest end of the of the playground and we could not do anything over there we could just say we're going to go play tennis oh, nice. and the coach will be watching the basketball or the racquetball or whatever um, so we go over there and hang out and then it turns out smoke like cigarettes yeah yeah we try and sneak off and smoke that cigarettes is. at the other end of the playground because we're like this will make us look like we don't even care even more man <laughs> um is he looking over here? And it's so dumb because we're like 15 and we're so not addicted to cigarettes. But we're like, dude, I'm dying to smoke. 
And then everyone around you wants to be cool. Like, oh, me too. I want to smoke a cigarette too. You're just claiming you had nicotine addiction. Yeah, we're like, yeah. I'm so addicted. My hands are shaking. And we're like, at the time, I'd maybe smoked 30 cigarettes ever. <laughs> you smoked 30 uh, today, didn't you? Probably, yeah. Um, all day at a music Junkie. festival. Yeah, how are you not going to? I know. Especially when everyone's getting high around you, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Everyone's getting high around you. It was weird when I wasn't smelling pot at the festival. I thought something was wrong. <laughs> um, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why you do a festival. Um, Rewrite lanes closed. Uh, we'll see how this pans out. Go ahead. So we're sitting there like, yeah, man, we'll hang out here, and then we don't have to play the, the stupid sports that the man's going to make us play. Um, then, like, a few days into it, we kind of, like, started really liking tennis. Yeah. And we started, like, playing it for real. You know? Whoa, God. That's a lot Whoa, of traffic. that guy swerved in front. He did the swerve in front that PDC He swerved did. all the way out of the He freeway. was like, I ain't stopping in time. You do that, and there's yeah, no yeah. barrier, so you're like, screw it. That was scary. PDC, we did it. He ran right over one of those the, the upright barriers. Not the cones, but like the tall, thin ones. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went right over it. He goes, fuck it. I, I, was just, I just go, just hit it, just hit it. Better than hitting a car. Yeah, and yeah. It, gave, it gave way completely. Jesus. Um, so, yeah. So then we were like, we kind of started getting into tennis. Really? Yeah. What well, a nerd. It really was nerdy. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we're trying to beat each other. And so obviously I wasn't any good and I couldn't get the ball over the net like on this on this one serve. I did it a couple times and I was very like temperamental, a short fuse when I was a kid. So I couldn't get it over like twice, which I thought was the end of the world. So I took the racket and threw it as hard as I could at the fence. And I just yelled, fuck this and just launched it. At the time, the PE teacher happened to be walking over to where we all were, and he goes, Nick, what are you doing? I'm like, the ball wouldn't go over the net. Like, that was like a legitimate <laughs> excuse. <laughs> fucking 15-year-olds. Yeah. You think you're so fucking smart? Yeah. Like it was go over the net. I'll show him. Like, he was going to go, oh, well, if that's the problem, yeah, please continue throwing rackets yeah. and, you know, destroying Cursing. school equipment. Um, so, and he's like, why are you throwing that against the fence? And I'm like, because I can't get the ball over the net. He's like, because your stupid face wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're a better teacher. No. So, he's like, well, pick it up. And then the fact that he's yelling at me to pick it up made me just not want to pick it up Ooh, more than ever. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no. And he's like, what did you just say? I'm like, you want that racket? You pick it up. And he's like, what did you just say? And I'm like. If you want that racket, you pick it up. I, this, uh, did you not I, hear me? I just, I just said it like ten seconds ago. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I said if you want. Yeah. Oh, you have trouble. Should I get closer to you and say it again? If you want the racket, you pick it up. That'd be funny. Has that ever been a scene in a movie where someone's like, "What did you say?" And have the guy go, "Did Did you really not hear me?" Or I could enunciate or, more if that was a problem. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Um, so he's like, "That's it. Go to the dean's office." And that was like the third time that month or something I'd been kicked out of that class. Three strikes, death penalty, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm on death row in the dean's office. Yeah. And the dean comes in and he's like, he literally goes to me, he's like, what are you doing here again? <laughs> and I'm like, I got kicked out of PE, like angry, like angry. as if it was like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I was just reading the Bible and then the teacher told <laughs> me to leave. It's ridiculous. I'm suing. So... He's like, what did you do? And I hold up the racket. I'm like, I threw this against the fence because I couldn't get the ball over the net. Nothing even happened to it. And he kicked me out and he told me I had to pay for it, which is ridiculous. And nothing was wrong with the racket, but I was still, you know, I shouldn't be throwing him. 
And he's yeah. like, you know what? This is the third time you've been in here this month. School's been in session for like a month. <laughs> um, <laughs> your pace is too. You're kind of you're sprinting. You got a fucking marathon. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't want to waste any time. I wanted to get in all the trouble I could because it would make me seem so much cooler. That's how you get to the front. That's how you become a, like a manager of the of the of the bad kids. Bad, yeah. yeah. Like, well, let's consult the person who's been in the most trouble. Nick, what do you say? And then I'd make decisions. First of all, I'm honored that you came to me. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Second, spray paint that bathroom <laughs> <laughs> that bathroom wall. Um, so he's like, uh, he's like, listen, you got a real problem with authority, young man. Yeah, like you're saying, like that's gonna help. Yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna go. Oh man, I didn't know that. Well, let me just go fix all those problems right now. So he's like, um, let me tell you something right now. A, you're getting suspended. B, you're paying for that racket. And I go, let me tell you something right now. Whoa. A, I don't give a fuck if you're suspending me. Whoa. B, I'm not paying for the racket. Nothing happened to it. And he's like, you know what? It's this kind of attitude. You talking to your your elders and people in authority like this that's getting you in this kind of trouble. I'm calling your parents right now. I'm like, you know what? Call them. Call my fucking parents. Yeah. And this is before cell phones and before... Um, like the internet doesn't They really want to get Dragged away From their fucking Bomb vest making right now <laughs> For this trivial shit You idiot Professor Dean As you should have told him Um You know looking back You're right I should have That would have been A really nice strong threat They're trying to send a message To a country <laughs> Bro They don't care about A fucking racket uh, It'd be funny if Sleeper cells did start talking With American slang Because they'd been here so long <laughs> Yeah the infidels, dog. <laughs> they got to go down, essay. I lock bar and stuff. Yeah. Is that guy wearing skinny jeans and threatening America? <laughs> you can see the bomb underneath his jeans. Yeah. There's no room for it. You can see the wires going all the way yeah. down his leg. <laughs> He's got a cool shirt, too. Where'd he get that? J. Crew? Oh, nice. <laughs> um, hipster terrorists. Yeah. Did it come faded? <laughs> um, this bomb is gluten free. Boom. So. He's like, I'm going to call your parents good right side, now. Good side. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good say. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's, it was to nominate that for the Aside Awards. Yeah. So where was so I? So he's oh, going to yeah. call your parents right now. And I'm like, call my fucking parents. I don't give a shit. So no one's home. Um, and he can't like the can't call a cell phone. There's no emailing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't care what you're going to do. Send me home. There's going to be no one there. I won't get in any trouble. He's like, you're paying for this racket. I'm like, dude, I'm 15 years old. I don't have a job <laughs> or money. I'm not paying for anything. So I don't care what you do to me right now. Yeah. And then the pay he, is not going to happen. Yeah, none of it's going down. And I go, and I'll tell you what. If my parents do pay for that racket, I'm keeping it. Whoa! And he goes, he's like, you're not keeping the racket. I'm like, well, what if I'm buying you a new one? Exactly. I should get the old one. I'm like, if you're getting a brand new racket, you're not getting two rackets now. Yeah. I'm paying for the racket. I now own the racket. No fucking way, Dean Weatherly. Yeah. And uh, and he 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 said no. And then when I got home, I told my mom about it, and I was like, look, here's what happened. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm sorry, but you got to tell him Jesus one thing. God. You have to tell him that you want the tennis racket. 10 to 1 he cuts back in front of me uh, and give him just enough room to do it probably so I told her I'm like you gotta tell him that and she's mad at me and doesn't want to do anything I want right now because I'm in trouble and I go it's probably going to be like $10 or something but just make sure to tell him you want the racket yeah and she's like okay so she you know she talks to him 
and she pays like the 10 bucks or whatever and she goes and I would like the racket please <laughs> and then he gives it he's like okay fine he's not gonna argue with the parent yeah because really she should get the racket yeah, if she sure. wants it she paid for it buying a racket You're buying a used racket so she gets the racket and then I got suspended for like two days or something like that um and then I went back to school and the very next time I saw that dean um I go hey I'm back um and he goes how'd you feel about getting suspended I'm like it wasn't a big deal so I spent a lot of time looking at the brand new tennis rackets <laughs> <laughs> that I now own. <laughs> what a dipwad. Yeah. It was really, it's just Where such do I a go? 205, 580? shitty 580 to the 5 South. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. It was what pretty a punk great. asshole. We yeah, it's like kids, a teachers didn't know. Small, stupid victory that meant nothing. Yeah. But that's what you do to kill time when you're in high school. Also, you're 15, you have a limited amount of experiences. You're like, this is the baddest ass fucking comeback of all time. Yeah. I'll show them. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're looking at you like, you're wasting your time here. Yeah, the principal's like, dude, I don't even want your racket either way. You should be learning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to look back on this and be like, I should have learned stuff. Um, uh, All right, well, that was cool. (laughs) Thanks. Good story. I shot a teacher in the face once. That's a better story. With a, with a rubber band and a paperclip. Oh, okay. I threw um, a desk once because a girl uh, in fourth grade, a girl threw, kept throwing stuff at me in class. Yeah, she liked you? In retrospect, yeah, she liked me. But at could, the time, In retrospect, you could have fucked her. Yeah, in fourth grade. That yeah. would have been awesome. Um, she kept throwing stuff at me, and I, was, I got so mad. I tr- I got out of my I got out of my chair and I kicked my desk. Kicked it. It, it just it left the ground. It like flew at her desk and hit her desk. <laughs> Spazzy. And kid. she just like looked at me in horror. And my teacher was like, "What, what are, are you, you doing? doing?" She's like, "Get outside!" And I go outside. And I'm like waiting outside in the in the hallway. She comes yeah. outside in five minutes and she goes, "What what's wrong? Like why are you act Why are you acting like this? You're a good student. I don't want you to act like this." And I want to suspend you. I don't want to get you in trouble. You're a really good student. You can't just stand up and kick a table. Yeah, you can't do that. I want you to write a letter of apology to her, or I'm going to call your parents. Call them. Yeah. But in fourth grade, I was like a little... It was like one of the first times I got in trouble. uh, And then like I wrote you know, the letter, and it was like, I'm sorry that I kicked your desk. And and then I gave it to her, and she accepted my apology. And then in recess, I called her a bitch. Whoa, really? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. She got me in trouble. Yeah, I guess so. From throwing shit at you, kicked the chair. I kicked the whole desk. It was the chairs that were attached to the desks. Yeah. Back oh, then. really? Yeah. That kind. <laughs> Just spazzing out, dude. I, I, I don't know how to deal with this. I would, shit at me. I would scream at teachers. I got a, a history teacher in eighth grade. Um, our our classroom was set up so at one end was his desk, and then on either side of him were rows of of tables and desks and chairs, and then directly across from him were desks and chairs. And I said directly across from him so he could keep his eye on me oh really yeah and then I'm sitting there with my history book facing up like uh, on the table and a pen in my hand and I'm like drawing in my book yeah and it's like totally clear that I'm doing it you can see the pen over it and I'm just like scrawling away and then he goes he's like what are you are you drawing in your book and I kind of look up in like mid mustache or whatever (laughs) I was drawing and I go no and I look back down and continue drawing and he goes unbelievable and he gets out of his chair walks all the way over grabs the book takes it to his desk goes all the way back for some reason sits down and looks at it and then he goes then he tells me to come to his desk 
And I'm like, why didn't you just tell me to bring the book to your dad? Why did you have to get all theatrical about it? And then I get, I go all the way over there, and he's like, if you're not drawing in your book, what is this? I'm like, it was already there, and it's like fresh ink. He like smeared it, <laughs> and he's like, go. Still deny it? Yeah, of course. Well, he deni- no, he denied, denied, denied. It was closed and hadn't got a chance to draw yet. Yeah. You think you're getting him? He goes, I know you're lying. Yeah. It was great. And then he kicks me out, and he goes, he's like, go to the principal's office. And then I'm like, fine, I don't care. I hate this class anyway. History's for idiots. Or something to that effect, you know. Um, you always you always make a scene. It's like a, your closer when you're leaving the room. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Because you already said it to the principal's office. Yeah. You may as well. When you're leaving, you got to, like, you know, say something crazy and make the, the students laugh and, or, like, yeah. something like that. There was this um, kid, Max or Maximum. I forget his name. Maximilian. Yeah. My brother's class. And the story was, the legend went, he's a pretty good student. But the teacher looked up. Chewing gum in the class. Mm-hmm. Teacher looks and goes, Max, what are you chewing? <laughs> I'm like, what are you chewing? You know, like, you know how to chew gum in class, you know better. Yeah. And he stands up, and then everyone looks at him. And as he's saying it, he just starts walking to the principal's office. He knows. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. But he just goes, My cud. And he starts walking. He goes, Get to the prom going. That's funny. Yeah. In in middle school, we got uh, referrals. That's what you they they write you up a referral. Oh, like a doctor for surgery? No, for trouble. It was like a it was like a prescription for oh, trouble. Man. They'd write you a referral, and then like what you did wrong, and you had to take it to the the principal's office. So when you're like a shitty kid, and all your friends are shitty kids, it becomes a contest like who can get the most referrals. So that day when I got kicked out of the history class. I took my backpack and I kept like all my shit in my backpack. I never wanted to like use my locker. Yeah. Um, and I, I got in there and there were like three or four chairs, like those plastic chairs in the office. I got in there and I took my backpack and like threw it like a bowling ball into the chairs <laughs> and like knocked them all over. And the secretary's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I got kicked out of history class for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. It's always no reason. I, I remember this, some kid in fourth, fifth grade. <laughs> Said all I did was move my chair, and the teacher threw me out for no reason. Yeah. It's like you know, goddamn well you did. You were moving it back and forth, back and forth, making the squeak sound. She yeah. told you to stop. She told you to stop again. <laughs> she told you to stop again. And she's like, get out. Go. All I did was move my chair. <laughs> Fucking bratty asshole kid. It's the best. Ugh. So after I, I threw all the the backpack into the chairs, um, the secretary wrote me a referral. Yeah. While I was. In the principal's office uh, with one. my first referral. Wow. And I was like, dude, two referrals Stay in one together. day. Yeah. I'm like, I-, I wonder if that's happened, like, among my friends. And then, like, I go in there and the principal's like, what are you doing in here? I'm like, I got a referral in history class. She's like, what was all this commotion outside? I'm like, I got a referral while I was waiting to come in with, like, a big grin on my face. <laughs> I think I got, like, 13 or 14 referrals in, in eighth grade or something like that. Man, when I think of Jessica now getting in trouble for wanting to separate church and state, yeah, um, these stories of getting in trouble don't really near, nearly uh, feel as um, what's the word? As like valuable? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't really mean. There's anything. no moral victory in any way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, very nice. Um, yeah, she has her shit together. That Jessica, she girl. really does. She yeah. really does. She's a smart girl. I didn't even know. I don't think about in her. eighth grade. I don't think I even knew what was in the Constitution. No, I still don't know now. I just knew I, it was like important. For I call our it a freedom. book now. Is it a book? I feel like it's a scroll, but I still call it a book. I feel like it's a scroll too, or that's the Declaration of Independence. Oh maybe. yeah, maybe it's like a pamphlet. Maybe. Oh, like, maybe like one of those that give you the, 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 the watchtower things at the at yeah. Airports. Maybe you know what it was? It was the first zine. 
Oh. That's probably what it was. The Constitution was the first zine. First zine. Yeah. Were there pictures in there? A bunch of like colonial guys like, let's get together some ideas, man. Do it like <laughs> indie style. There's no more zines, right? Probably not. Yeah, it's blogs. I mean, even like full-on magazines are going yeah. digital. Um, uh, what was I going to say about Jessica before we timed it off? Oh, by the way, I should say this. I remember now. She, uh, she was totally joking about celibacy. She made some joke about celibacy. I'm remembering this now. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, I, what did I, I made a joke about her and her boyfriend boning or something. She was, oh, actually, no, we're celibate. And I was like, oh, really? And she was, they were like, yeah. But they were just joking. Oh, really? And I kept referring to them as celibate. like, oh, do what you want. I guess it seems so weird that some atheist yeah. who's attacking, fighting the power would be fucking celibate, but okay. Because, yeah, as an atheist, what reason would you have to be celibate? There's no, yeah, like, and that God. Lucas Hurl guy, Kenny... Who's the boyfriend? Uh-huh. I was like, from his point of view, I was like, you're celibate. You're in college. You got a fucking cute Whoa. chick girlfriend. That means an atheist. You don't. F- that's crazy. But then she was like, no, we were joking about that. Of course we. Of thank course God. So I was like, oh okay. Yeah, good. Or thank not God. Thank not God. Yeah. Um, atheists always go out of the way to not capitalize the word God. Yeah, I do that. Me too. Yeah. Like why capital? Like it's a fucking king. No. Yeah, it's a proper like it's a, like it's up. a person who exists. Yeah, like that. And yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Thanks, religion. Even if he is real, you let the Holocaust happen. Yeah, I know. Huge slip ups, left and right. Anyway, Nick, uh, that's the episode. Thank you, Jessica Alquist, for co- driving all the way from Rhode Island, nine hours of traffic. Fucking come there. They watched the comedy show. We ate pizza. Uh, used my volcano vaporizer. Went and got pizza, and then. Went to a comedy show at the stand, one of the best places to watch stand up comedy. That's my home club in New York. I'll be back there in two weeks. Um, don't forget to use my Amazon banner on my website and go to my website for all my tour dates. Nick, does it feel awkwardly silent for you now as I'm doing the announcery wrap up thing? No, no. Whenever I'm on podcast and they do it, we're driving down the five, man. There's a lot of scenery here. Yeah, it's too bad we're doing this at night. Yeah, it's true. But go to my website, reshafir.com. Or already the great.com, same spot. Use the forum. <sighs> I forget what else I have to say. Give it up for all things comedy. <laughs> That's what you and Kevin are going to be on, right? Yeah. All things comedy. Our podcast will be on. Do you have all a name for you? <clears throat> Occasionally awesome. Occasionally awesome. Yeah. Guys are idiots. <laughs> um, that was our our second choice. Get to tank episode one twenty seven. <laughs> Get a skeptic t shirt. They're really cool. It comes with stickers. No, it doesn't. Um, the white <laughs> what was the name of it oh man I forgot the Rosa Parks of white high school sophomores um, atheists atheists who have boyfriends that look like Lucas Hurl with Jessica Alquist <laughs> over and out now hit now hit the um, an awesome job fighting up for the fucking Christians to go fuck themselves for once it's too much you heard it during the baseball game today didn't you did you hit stop yet no. You heard it during the baseball game? When they played God, no, not yet. No. When they played God Bless America? Oh, yeah. It seems weird. Yeah, it was Why weird. are we... Why... What? And also, some religions, we have uh, have gods. have more than one god. And everyone's staring at, like, a digital flag that no. was waving. It was Allegedly, really weird. Or whatever, the, the national anthem I could see standing up. Yeah. That's it. That's like, hey, we're all in this country. Let's celebrate the country that we're in. Right. I would do that. I would stand for the Canadian national anthem in Canada. It went... That's fine. What? It went dark. Is that normal? No, that's okay. Oh. Um... 
yeah, yeah. God bless America in the seventh inning. Why is that still part of it? It's, We're done with 9-11. Like, I didn't want to stand... That's another thing when I learned that in school I didn't have to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. In, like, the third or fourth grade or something I learned that. Or maybe fifth or something. I was like, oh, wait, I legally don't have to... I'm sitting down for for the rest of school. Yeah, screw this. I will never stand for this, ever. Just because I didn't legally have to. And it just I'll, felt I'll weird. excuse joining in with the seventh inning stretch but why god bless America why are you saying that at ball games yeah that just is a reaction from fucking 9-11 from like we have to feel like God is on our side and they're the evil ones and we're the just ones yeah anyway alright I'm done now did you find the, where the stopper button is yeah you want me to stop it yeah hit the stopper